Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. Skew Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is Matt Hiller, Life Mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? I think I fucked that part up a little bit, but I haven't done it in six weeks, so give me a break. <laughs> it's all good. Actually, I fucked up my intro. I had a whole thing planned. I'm just going to just go right through it. All right. I am the last barman poet. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. Americans getting stinky on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach, the schnapps made from peach, the velvet hammer, the Alabama slammer. I make things with juice and froth, the pink squirrel, the three-toed sloth. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy, the iced tea, the kamikaze, the orgasm, the death spasm, the Singapore sling, the ding-a-ling. Ding-a-ling? America, you've just been devoted to every flavor I got. But if you want to get loaded, why don't you just order a shot? Bars open. <laughs> you didn't do it with the right emphasis, though. I don't give a fuck. I'm not Tom Cruise. I'm fucking. I'm 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 cruising for a bruising. That's the only Tom <laughs> yeah, Cruise. That I you have. are. Based on last episode, man, I feel bruised the fuck up. I'm I'd sure. actually like to apologize. <laughs> It's New Year's I, Eve, see, dude. It's all right. You know, it is kind of the the Potaskew New Year's like tradition ritual. Where, <laughs> yeah, tradition <laughs> ritual where one of us gets sloppingly drunk and comes off bigger, like a bigger asshole than they actually. I th- actually, I think to. last year we both maintained. What? Because I wasn't there. No, was that last year? I was two well, years that was, ago. That was, that was the two. That was the, the twenty twenty. You're right. Yeah. So last. I, technically, I was there for a minute, but no, right, no, but you weren't there there like you normally are, right? But but right. last year, I think we both maintained pretty solidly, if I recall. I, I think that was a very very conscientious effort to be like, all right, let's not. Do oh, I so there was, it's been a conscious effort on my part every year since the first one, for sure. That really says a lot about us, buddy. What? That we're like, we have to make sure we don't get too shit faced. Like we're professionals. We're like we're podcasters. We're professionals. We're not going to get sloppy drunk. But in my defense, I was like, I still am. I'm still battling a flu. So you guys will hear probably some sniffles here and there, um, and me clearing my throat. But that particular night, I was on medication. I was still like fighting a flu, like, and my voice was all fucked up. And I was mixing alcohol, and I got too drunk. And I just, you know, I'd like to apologize specifically to Jess. I I don't know where the fuck that inner rage monster was coming from. <laughs> it was not intended to throw it in your direction. I, it, it was intended to be in good humor, but, you know, I think I'm already rough around the edges, and, and adding fucking whiskey to that really didn't help. So, I, again, I apologize. Um... And I, I apologize to all the viewers and listeners that were a part of that whole thing. I 
I don't get drunk so that when I do, it really hits home. And I fucking hit home numerous times that night. So yeah, yeah. I mean, once we were done, I was like, "All right, I'm fucking. All right, I'm here. I did the recording. I'm done." Yeah, no, I know, I know. Because Steph, Steph hung out for a while after you like fucked off. You know, she hung yeah. out and did like post show stuff with me. Um, you missed mm. meeting Michelle, which I was sad about. But ah, uh, well. No, no, oh no! In that in, in that state, it was probably for the better. But I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Michelle from the musings of the nerd Scorpio showed up, and actually was kind of bummed she missed the the proper show. Not not angry with us, but bummed with herself that she right. she missed it. So, uh, but we hung out and talked for a bit. She she's she's uh she's a pretty cool pretty cool woman. So we'll um we'll have to have her on. Uh, in the future, and I told her I would come on Musings anytime she wanted. So, you know. For sure. Have any of these. Uh, I'm sure you would, too, but it's more of a video game-based show, which not that you're not into games, but we both know I'm the I'm the bigger gamer of the two of us. So It depends on the video game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She She's into a lot of those RPG stuff like I do, like Final Fantasies and Personas and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And, you know, so. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean she won't throw a surprise at me either. That I'd be like, oh, I didn't know you like that. So, you know, I mean, that's really right. possible too. But anyway, um, yeah, man, 2023, here we are. So my voice is a little rough too still. I've been dealing with a cough. Like I feel fine otherwise, but I've had this cough now for like three weeks and it's played yeah. havoc on my voice. So I, yeah, I have the same thing and my voice gets rougher throughout like because at work i've had to work a little bit through this flu sure sure um and a lot of what i have to do is sometimes be in the box office so it's a lot of talking i'm either greeter or in box office right either way i'm talking to customers and directing them where to go or selling tickets or talking about movies and yada 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 and like not last night but the night before that i started out like hi welcome to blah blah, blah. you know what movie were you like to see and then by like the fourth hour was like, "Hey, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Are you Firestein again?" I it, it, and it was just like, see, I can do that voice just because I could do that voice, but I didn't have to. Right. Well, that's what try that's, to do that's the what voice. New Eve was like too. And what for what it's worth, by the way, I know you apologize, and I know why you felt the need to do it. But here's the other thing I'll tell you: I've listened back to it twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't fall, the, the obvious falling off the cliff that I have from from year one is not there. Like mm. for those of us who know you and love you, like like I do, and like Steph does, yeah. you know, yeah, I hear it. But like, yeah, it, it no. The difference is with me that first year, everybody. <laughs> Everybody here, she just kind of drop off the cliff, you know, in hour three or whatever it was. So, you know. I, I think it's fair to say that I've kind of cultivated a caricature of myself for Potaskew, where I'm kind of the aggressive, fuck you kind of guy anyway. And, so and, when I'm actually like feeling that and doing that, it's <laughs> like, oh, he's just playing his character. Right, right. So, but um, speaking of drinking and bars and whatnot, we figured a lot of you coming off New Year's Eve spent your night in a bar uh, celebrating if you weren't with us. So mm-hmm. we uh, we decided to uh, to get into some bar movies. Although I did think of two things I do want to touch on very quickly, Rico, um, just because they're, they're pretty serious things. Serious not for us, but serious just to the world. So I wanted to kind of touch on them very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Number one... Uh, Oh, hold on, I gotta look up his name now because I'm I'm blanking and I want to get it right because I I this is it's it's that serious. Um, hold on, sorry. 
That's all right. What the hell is going on here? Did my key... Did I just fuck this whole thing up? I hope not. There we go. I did not, thankfully, but... Okay. Uh, number one. Uh, I don't... You're not a huge sports person, but I think you might have even heard what happened on Monday Night Football. Mm-mm. Okay, so DeMar Hamlin, cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, tackled okay. tackled uh, a, a tight end. I think it's a tight end or wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Standard tackle. You know I watch a lot of football. I've watched this play. It's a standard tackle that you see a billion times, right? Mm-hmm. The, he hit the guy just a certain way, and the guy who did the tackle had a cardiac arrest episode on the field, passed out. They had to use CPR and defibrillator to bring him back. He's in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital right now, has still not been resuscitated. So on national television, this happened. Uh, They canceled the game. It has not been rescheduled, you know, all kinds of of things. So um, thoughts to DeMar Hamlin and his family? Because mm-hmm. that's that's just terrible. Uh, the other one, uh, fortunately, better news on this one. But Jeremy Renner, I don't know if you saw that. Um, I heard about that. I saw a photo of him. He yeah. he looks better. Yeah. Than I initially thought he was going to look. Yeah, I, I I would agree. Well, it seems like his leg. From what I read, his leg is what's mostly mangled in this thing. So we'll have to see what that means. I you know it's so ironic. We played a clip of Hawkeye and we were talking about the enemy having one amputated leg. I mean he came real damn close to that. I mean For once it's your fucking fault. You yeah, right did this it's shit. my fault. Um but uh no so so thoughts out to Jeremy Renner as well. For the good news is he seems to be more on the men than Damar at this point. Um but yeah. you know uh, the uh, the update that I've heard about Demar is that he was on 100% oxygen the other day. He's down to 50%. That's a good that's a good thing though that he's down to 50%. That means he's breathing more on his own. So, but even still, the the fact that he's like, I just want to play ball. And it's I mean, it's no joke. It's the, they, that game is not a fucking joke. Yeah, like, well, and, get and, hurt. and and what I the 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 experts that I've heard talk about it who don't know his case are not working on him. They're just doctors talking about it on like TV and whatnot. Are that that because he the way he tackles on the guy's shoulder pad goes into his chest that's that's what mm-hmm. happened and they say that if you hit the heart at just the right beat mo- like in the beat rhythm in the pattern at your mm-hmm. normal heart rhythm it can cause this to happen yeah and it was just that right time it was it, it's shit luck and it's bad timing good, good timing in that it had that's how it occurred like the timing was just right, right but it's bad timing and that it happened at all. So just wanted right. to put that out there because, I mean, it, you know, this transcends football or if you're a sports fan, this is a this is a 24-year-old kid fighting for his life right now just because he tackled somebody on a game that he loves, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, so definitely uh, thoughts out to their family. So I, I don't want to bum the whole show out, but I felt like those were th- important things that have kind of happened over the last, like, week that needed to be talked about briefly. So For sure. Um, but now, 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 now to the bar. You know, like, now we can go back to the hair of the dog yeah, episode that right, this is. Right, yeah. We, you know what? I had a name for it, but that might be better, actually. I like your name. I mean, I, look, I, I wasn't trying to fucking take away the No, name no, no. I know episode. you weren't. Um, uh, I will also put out to the audience, Enrico and I decided both to have a cocktail on this one, although we're not going to let him get like he did on New Year's. I, you can see my glass. My glass is like, it, that's basically a yeah, shot. Yeah, there, there's mine. Mine's a, mine's a little bit more than yours, but I'll, yeah, but I'll be yeah. sipping it slowly throughout the show. So, All right. Salute. Salute, buddy. And for those of you who aren't or weren't with us on New Year's Eve, we're both drinking out of glasses that have our faces on them. Um <sighs> Which, because we like to kiss and tell. Yes, that's. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that in this in these movies, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we covered three different bar movies. Um, 
in, in no particular order, we are going to talk about Cocktail, Coyote Ugly, and the Tender Bar, um, mm-hmm. which I, I'm excited to do. I've been excited to do Cocktail. I've been wanting to fit co- Cocktail and, to a lesser extent, Coyote Ugly into something that we could do for some time now. And I, this mm-hmm. this opportunity presented itself. And then you were like, hey, dude, this, this Tender Bar movie was pretty good. We should do that, too. So I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll throw it all in. Um, you know, um, so yeah, that's where we are. How do you want to start this? Into, do we want to start with our rank? Because it's been a while since we've done this. I'm a little out of practice, you know? Well, let's, let's do a ranking. Um, my, mine's easy. Uh, it's Tender Bar, it's Cocktail, and then it's uh, Coyote Ugly. I, I think, here's what I, here's what I have to say. I think I have to do two rankings on this one. I do, right? Okay. So, so first I think I need to do personal preference. Mm-hmm. So personal preference for me is going to be Cocktail Coyote Tender Bar. Now, that's okay. not to say I didn't like the Tender Bar, because I actually liked it quite a bit. I did. Right. But from the overall theme that we were going for, I felt like the Tender Bar was the least bar movie of the three. That doesn't mean there's not sure. a bar involved, and there's not that whole aspect of it, but compared to Coyote Ugly and Cocktail. So right. in, in that regard, for me, in that regard, using that as the, the barometer or the, 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 the basis for it, then, then I got to put the Tender Bar three. That said... From a filmmaking perspective, and just a good, a well-made, well-constructed movie, I got to mm-hmm. go Tender Bar, Cocktail, Coyote. So we we agree on one ranking, we don't agree on another. Well, and, and it's not even that we don't agree. I think it's just that come down. It, we've always said our personal preferences are our personal preferences, and I, you know, right. I, I, you. I've said this before on the show. You look at these movies from a very different perspective than I do. Any movie mm-hmm. that we're talking about, not just these three, but any movie, you mm-hmm. you you look at it from a filmmaker. You have a real hard time. I feel like with the shut your brain off and just enjoy the flick kind of thing. And not saying you can't do it, period. But I think you struggle with that a lot more than I do. I definitely struggle with that a whole lot more than you do. Uh, there are times, like I think my logic is. If it's a cartoon, I it's easier for me to switch it off. Well, I mean, of course. But he, see, here's the interesting, and I'm not picking on you or any particular movie that we've talked about, right? But, like, we can uh, talk about some weird shit in the MCU, and you're like, well, yeah, it's the MCU. But then, then some weird shit will happen in another movie, and you'll be like, how that's so unrealistic. And I'm like, yeah. But, but that that also fuels my whole thing. Is It's not just, like, kids' movies. Is If there's a set mythology within the film, like, MCU is like, well, there's just science. Well, there's magic. Right. Well, there's mythology. It's like, well, then you, then you have a little bit of leeway to, like, have the suspension of disbelief. Like, well, all right, it's Odin in the background right, fucking right, with right, Thor. Right, 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 right. Whereas if it's something like the tender bar, it's like, well, how the fuck did so-and-so get to fucking this location in right. only three hours when it only, you know, like that's not an example in the movie. No, no, right, it's right, just right. an example. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Yeah. Like, like, all right, here's one thing. It, it's because I can spot goofs pretty well. There's some pretty big uh, ones in cocktail if that's where you're going. Yeah. For the, for the most part, who the fuck did Tom Cruise's hair? <laughs> Yeah, it's very. It, 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 you want my honest guess? You want my honest opinion on what I think happened? Sure. I think I think it was either a movie they shot and set in, in like sporadically over time, or uh-huh. there were a bunch of reshoots. That's probably true, but there's a reason why they shoot film is then they could look at it and be like, "Yeah, dude, you had black hair." 
in the scene. Why do you now look like you're wearing a fucking wig for Austin Powers? No, no exactly. No, I agree that the hair, the hair is pretty. The hair, but if you also notice, it doesn't really start until like the last third of the movie. No, when he starts doing his fucking interviews. Like, which is the first third of the movie. Yeah. His hair goes to light brown and slightly shaggy than what it was, you know, huh. five minutes beforehand. I it goes from, here's, you know, here's what it is. He goes from Mission Impossible 1 to Mission Impossible 2 hair <laughs> in a fucking scene. That's not that drastic, but I get the it's point. It's not that bad, but I mean, I legit, you know, he, he looked like when he played Austin Powers a little bit, in yeah. the cameo. A little bit, yeah. I was like, that's the same fucking hairdo. <laughs> what? What is up with this shit? Yeah, yeah. Um, th- I mean, that is that is the least of my problems of cocktail. To be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah. See, I no, no, no. Look, I had it second. Like, I didn't hate the film. I just didn't. No, love but I, the film. I knew my two would be in the bottom half for you. Like of the three, like I, I knew it. I knew immediately. I think my bigger problems of, like, I think the elephant in the room, so to speak, of like Coyote <laughs> Ugly, is that it's. I don't get it. Like, I know it's a true story in a roundabout way. Like, it's based on, a like, a real bar. Uh, yeah, that that part, but on, only that part. The rest of it's all fictionalized. Well, I mean, the, the woman played that, like, Maria Bello played is based on the real woman who, like, ran the Coyote Ugly. Well, no, right, but I'm talking about, I'm more talking about Violet and the whole Violet Yeah, that, 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 that's all bullshit, I, I, and I'm not worried about that. My whole thing is, I'm like, if I walked into this fucking bar, I would immediately leave. I'm like, yes, they're attractive. I I came here for a gin and tonic. Why are you spraying water on me? Like, bitch, like, but, leave me the fuck alone. See, yeah, you, you and I are very different then because, yeah. Here's here's my whole thing is, like, how is this any better than a strip club? Well, well... <sighs> I think I think in a lot of ways it is because I think I think you're getting I think I think first off I think you're getting higher quality first and foremost but secondly, um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry higher quality and coyote ugly just doesn't sound like it fucking works, buddy. Because let me, let me let me tell you something uh, that I right. may have shared with you, but I I definitely want to share with the audience if I haven't and if I haven't shared it with you then it'll be news for you too. But like I for years and and part of me still does wanted to open up. A nightclub. Mm-hmm. I, I I had this. I had a whole business plan, um, ready to go. I, I knew exactly how much I was going to need. I knew how much it was going to cost. I had ideas of locations, the whole bit. That th- but it was also going to cost me something like twenty five million dollars to open up. And I was right. I was nineteen at the time. Who was going to give a nineteen year old twenty five million dollars to open up a nightclub? You know what I mean? Like no. Right. You know. So it it never came to fruition. But my my thing was always. When I hired my bartenders, for the men, I was going to show them clips of Cocktail, and for the women, I was going to show them clips of Coyote Ugly. Not necessarily because of the dancing on the bar, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the the cocktail one specifically for the because I wanted like the bar the bottle spinning and the fl- like definitely wanted that kind of theatrics there for sure, you right. know. But I wanted them to have the energy. It was more about the energy level. Mm-hmm. If the girls wanted to get up and dance, by all fucking means, I wasn't going to stop them, but I wasn't going to mandate it either for what that's worth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to say, okay, you must dance to four songs per shift or some stupid crap. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But I wanted that kind of energy. I wanted that kind of enthusiasm in my in my servers. And, and yeah, it was always my plan to do that, you know? 
Enthusiasm. First off, I don't think it's a bad idea, and I think enthusiasm is great. I've been to plenty of bars <laughs> where the bartender is depressing, therefore your drink becomes depressing. And like, and, you and, want someone who and being the drinks are depressing to begin with because of their downers by nature. Like you know, yeah, like you know, if you have some, the bartender unfortunately is the unofficial therapist. Yeah, you know, yeah. in a roundabout way, you know, it, it goes to that my favorite song. It's quarter three. There's no one in the place except you and me. Like it's that <laughs> fucking like, hey, I'm here. You're you're not the tips I'm giving you are not worth the bullshit I'm spewing in your direction. Right, right. But you know, a bartender gets that. I mean, I'm the uh, you know, I was the son of a fucking career bartender. Nancy fucking worked at almost every goddamn bar mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. So like, I grew up in a lot of bar. I doubt she was doing what these women are doing. <laughs> no, and thank fuck for that. <laughs> I hate to say it, but if Nancy was, Nancy would have fallen. Nancy would have gone up she on was, the fucking thing. She wasn't thing. very co- coordinated like that. She was coordinated, but she, but she would have been like, if there was like three fucking bartenders dancing on a fucking wet ass, you know, bar, and 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 fucking doing the goddamn river dance and singing <laughs> their asses off, Nancy would have been the one to fucking eat shit. Um and. And that's my point is like, yes, it's high octane energy and yes, it's entertaining and yes, they're beautiful and yes, and yes, and yes. But also like, this is the biggest liability bar I've ever oh, seen. Oh, for sure. And, 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 you know, I'll also tell you this very quick. I won't say names because I, I don't have permission. You know how we are about that. But a friend of mine, sister worked at Coyote Ugly Vegas for years. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. She, and, and like the money that they were saying they made in that movie, like per night, that that was a legit thing. Like she, made I'm some, not some cash. doubting that. I'm um, not doubting that, and I and I understand that. You know, there are like from a woman's perspective, I get the appeal of going to, of working at Coyote Ugly because you don't have to strip. You no. are a bartender, and you call the shots, literally. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. It, as a male's perspective of going to Coyote Ugly, I don't get it. It's like I'd rather go to a quiet bar and and chill with some friends and not. You'd rather be go a to, fucking, to 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 uh, George and Waltz. I'd rather go to George and Waltz. I'd rather go to a fucking Irish dive bar like the Tender Bar. Uh, and I don't. And then the same thing goes with the whole fucking cocktails flipping your fucking drink in my face kind of bullshit. Like, listen. Like circus performer, like I just it's <laughs> oh, a fuck man. like it's a goddamn Moscow mule. I don't expect you to actually pull a donkey out, okay? Like take it easy with your mixology shit. It is it, it. I can give it shit because I can't do that shit. That's why I'm an asshole about it. But like at the same time, it's like it's not for me. I'm the old school saloon singing you know, type of bar patron where I'm like, hey, put on a fucking jukebox tune and let's fucking chill with the bartender. And because I hate a loud, obnoxious crowd. Oh, see, yeah, I guess I mean, how- yeah, I think that's just where you and I are different than I, I, I mean, I don't always want that. Like there, I, I see a place for places like George and Waltz. And when we were there, I had a blast. I really did, you know, and it was a good time. We got to hang out. Talk. I spent most of my time talking to staff, but I mean, regardless, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hung out and. You know, people were playing music, and we were we were adding stuff to the jukebox, you know, through our phones, which was fucking badass, and you know, and yeah. and having a good time, um, shots and pool, whatever. But 
I also see a place for for going to a Coyote Ugly or a place, where, you know, I won't say because I'll say more like the cell block, the second place they, they get the job at. Because that first place that they're working at, I don't know if you know, that's actually a TGI Fridays. It was? Yeah, that's TGI Fridays. That first, bar, that first bar that. Where, 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 where Brian gets the job and meets Doug for the first time is TGI Fridays. They just didn't put the Friday. They they didn't have the branding rights. That my understanding of it, or the, or it was very low. Branding wasn't the way it is now in movies. The bar that they first worked together at, yeah, TGI Fridays. It just looked like a normal bar. It, it didn't look like a TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays wasn't the chain that it is now in 1986. Oh, TGI. There might just, there might have been just a small restaurant. There might have been a few locations in 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 the New York area, but it wasn't what it is now. You know what I mean? So, huh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's also really hysterical to imagine that Tom Cruise worked at TGI Fridays. Well, it's not Tom Cruise, of course, but yes. Um, but should we right. should we stay with uh, Coyote for a little bit? Well, since sure. Um, real quick, I just saw this. I wasn't. I was looking for something else, but you'll find this really interesting. I think um, Feruza Balk wanted to play Violet. For Violet, would not have she would not have worked. No, I know, I know, I know, but I know I say because I know you're a big fan of her, so that's why I brought yeah. her up. Yeah, she she would have been perfect as the fucking scary ass New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, bitch. remember like, her name. I'm blanking, but yeah, she yeah. was called New York bitch. Basically, that's what she was. No, she called. had a name, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, that's her fucking name. No one ever calls her Rachel. They're like, that's that's New York bitch over there. Um, but it is, but it, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, and it was weird seeing Bridget Moynihan because she's done. Yeah. I've never seen her in nothing but like serious shit since then. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a lot of random ass cameos. Like at one point, I'm like, "Holy fuck, that's Johnny Knoxville!" Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, and, there's, and, there's and, some of those in um in Coyote, in uh, Cocktail too, but they're more '80s cameos. But yeah, and not as much. It's it's, it's hard for me to recognize them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you will spot like a an '80s B actor out of fucking nowhere. You're like that's fucking you know that dude. I'm like who's that? Like that he was in the fucking Howard Hughes movies. Did you recognize God from Coyote Ugly? Did I recognize God? Yeah. Alanis? No, the other God. Same same movie, other God. Same movie, other God. What are you talking about? Bud Court, the guy who played when he's in male. Oh, oh yes, yes. I, I don't know. I was thinking still fucking like women because I forgot there were fucking men in that goddamn movie. <laughs> um, yes, I did. I did. I actually pointed. I I didn't recognize him at first, and I'm like, oh, holy fuck! And I nudge Steph. I'm like, it's Harold. And she and see when I tell her, I'm like, that's Harold from Harold and Maude. She gets it. When I did that to you, you're like, oh, what? Who the fuck is Harold? Harold. I actually have a list of uh of um cameos. There's a list here. Do you do you recognize other ones or no? Not the top of my head. I'm sure if once you say them, I'm like, oh yeah, I did see them. Um, Alex Borstein saw her. Oh, I got one. Uh, uh, the actress from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I can't remember her fucking name. Oh, I don't know. Watch I, the show. I, I know Michael somewhere is about to verbally bitch slap me. <laughs> um, he doesn't listen to the show. It's okay. No, but he well, no, he fucking loves It's Always Sunny. So if I say it loud enough, he'll be like. I mean, I know. Um. What's her fucking name? Alex Forstein, though, I did recognize. Like, holy fuck. Oh, shit. I didn't know this, actually. Did you know this? Kevin apparently uh, did. Yes, I do work. know this. Did some script here's work the fun- on this movie. And uh-huh. here's what's really fucking funny is once you hear Kevin Smith 
did some script work on Coyote Ugly, and then you watch the movie, it looks like he did everything because it's part of Jersey. Yeah. Like, parts of it South are set in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a whole thing about a comic book character. Uh, yeah, with Kevin being a comic fan, yeah. There's a character named Kevin. Well, I don't know that that, I mean, I, yeah. He, he, you know, the only thing that he did was he wrote a line of dialogue where about like, like, oh, I'm not a lesbian. I've, uh, played I, the I know minors, that. Yeah, I played I never... the Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah, I know that line. It's a good, it's actually, it's actually one of the funnier lines. And to me, one of the funnier lines in the movie. Cause she's like, I think I love you. And she's like, oh, Violet, I'm not a lesbian, but I played once in the, I never, I once played in the minors, but I never went pro. And that's the only line that they, they they kept from his shit. Oh, well. uh, the actress from It's Always Sunny is Caitlin Olson. I'm double checking to see if I'm correct. I didn't see that she was on the list here, but I might have missed it. It sure fucking looked like her. If not, she's got a doppelganger she needs to fucking do. <laughs> yeah, I don't see her on the list. it sounded like her and was like screaming like, who? oh god! She was the blonde woman who was trying to like buy Kevin. The one who was like, come on to mama and whatnot? Yeah, she was like screaming, like, "Oh God damn it! Yeah, God damn that, it! That's come, not, come yeah, no, that's not Caitlin Olsen. There's no way that's Are Caitlin you Olsen. Sure, that's sure. You might be right, but fuck, it looked like her. <laughs> damn, Caitlin Olsen, you really hold on. Are we sure? No, it is her. It, it is, is her? her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, she's known as bidding customer. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, here she is. I know who she is. Yeah, that's not coming clear, but I, I know what you mean. No worries. That's an awful photo of her for her fucking IMDb. Yeah, it happens. That's not it. Kaylin Olsen, if you're listening to this, you need to change your fucking <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what her big concern is right now. That is a really bad... It looks Actually, like a I don't think that's shot. that bad. The black and white picture? It's not that bad. I, it looks cringy as all hell. All right. Um. Ironically, though, the stars of this film really didn't do much. Beyond Maria Bello. Uh, Piper fucking Piper had a couple couple roles after it, and she was in a series. She's, I mean, she's constantly. Well, I looked her up. She's still working, but she's not like she didn't blow up. You know what I mean? I think the biggest like movie that I saw her do was Looper, and it took me a while to recognize she was. She in was that. in Looper. Uh huh. Uh, I have to go back and watch that again. She plays the uh, the the hooker that he keeps I, going to. I don't. Yeah, I'd have to look back again. Um, I've only seen it once, and it was a while ago. I don't remember it much. It took me years to realize that Piper was not Amy Jo Johnson from the fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Holy shit. Look at them together. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, one's it's, brunette, it, yeah. one's blonde. That's it. I could see that. Absolutely. Um, uh, Maria Bello. I'm beginning to think that she is basically playing. Like, if you ever need the tough girl in a movie. Maria Bello is kind of the one that you, you go You to. remember I have a connection to her. I know that. Yeah. I'm, that's all I'm being very nice. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't have that close of a connection to her. Believe me, if I did, I'd try to have her on the show already, but... All right, well, she was not good in uh, in The Mummy 3. But, but I think know. we said that when we covered The Mummy, so it's fine. Yeah. I, I think even she would be like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm me trying to be Rachel Weisz? Who, who thought that was going to work? Right, right. Um, but no, she she's I I've liked her in a bunch of stuff. I've seen outside. I mean, other stuff besides this. I mean, she did a she did a yeah. run on NCS for a while. I've seen her in some other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, she I like Maria Bello. I like Maria Bello. Um, um I I like I, all, I, I, I I like all the girls in this. I I've seen um Isabella. I think it's Miko. 
I think that's how you say her last name. She plays the Russian. She plays the Russian Tammy. Yeah, the the Polish the Russian actress playing the Russian Russian she's Polish playing a Russian. Right. Well, yeah, the the character is a Russian tease. That's why I know that. You know, I I thought she was awesome. That um, was another great line, by the way, when they're, when they're introducing everybody to Sanford to the Violet. She they're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm Cammy, the Russian tease, and that's that's Rachel, the New York bitch. Except, and we all play our roles. Except, I really am a tease, and Rachel really is a bitch. Or no, Rachel really is a bitch, mm-hmm. and I am really am a tease. And then, and Maria jumps in and goes, "You can only be a tease if you stop sleeping around, honey." She goes, "Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that part." <laughs> I'm just like, uh, that's awesome. <sighs> I mean, look, in a roundabout way, I didn't hate Coyote Ugly, but I was like, if I, I just had. I was more surprised. I'm like, wait, this shit fucking exists. Like, Jesus Christ, New York City. Will you calm down? <laughs> Just calm the fuck down, man. Like, I get it. Like, you're, you're the fucking city that never sleeps. Take a nap. Fucking take a nap. I, I get it. I mean, I, I, um, I know it, this one hits home for me in a lot of different ways. Like, there's no, oh, I, I don't, I don't dispute that. This, you know, this the Jersey. The music thing, the the yeah. bar thing. Uh, I I developed an immediate crush on Piper Pierbo the first time I saw the movie. I was like, oh my god! I feel like some of the 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 singing and dancing portions when it was just her mm-hmm. came off a little bit too music video esque. I mean, to a degree, what? it is it is a bit of a music video though. Yeah, but when like like there was that portion where she's playing on the guitar and the piano on her keyboard on the roof and then there's like a dude who's like yeah break dancing, dancing yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah and i liked how she took his beat to like mix it up yeah, for her yeah, yeah, for yeah. her own yeah. but then it just it, it i swear the camera like changed <laughs> where it was like now we've got production value where we're gonna make a music <laughs> video and i just felt like that was very glaring. Well, that that did read. That scene is in the "Can't Fight the Moonlight" music video, so I mean, it's possible that that's what that, they were doing. Uh, you that's know? what so, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, I will say the woman who uh, dubbed Piper for the singing—it's Leanna Rhymes. Yeah. So at the end, she's doing a duet with herself, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. What, what kind of pretentious shit is that? Well, it was in the script. They that's couldn't not find one other fucking person to like dub Piper. So make them sound a little different. No, I I think they wanted it. I no, I listen. They they originally were doing something else, and originally Leanne was only going to do "Can't Fight the Moonlight," and they were going to get someone else to do the other stuff. And then they found that her voice fit. There's a whole thing on the extras that I watched about this. That's that's why I know Got what it. I know. So they they did it, and they actually had her in a sound booth, like watching, almost doing like animation. Trying to act to the way that Piper was acting on screen for the different scenes. So, I mean, they, they did put in some serious effort to try to make it line up, you know. Um, right. And I do feel like, for what it's worth, and, and this is, I think, not that you don't know music, because I know you sing and whatnot, but, like, if you really listen to it, if you really pay attention to it, there's, and I think she did it on purpose, <laughs> she sings that scene in two different octaves. Oh, I noticed there was a difference. I just didn't realize it. I mean, I, I give her credit for for singing differently, but I was like, okay, like she did a duet with herself. It's just funny to me. Yeah, I mean, I I that part doesn't bother. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but it's you know, 
I thought John Goodman was the best. I figured you would. Of, yeah, I mean it's it's Goodman. Him him on stage, I was like, yeah, take that shit off. I, it actually, there's a great scene about that too when they're auctioning him off, and he's she's like, take some of it off, and he starts to like, okay, put some of it back on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a great yeah. I I I just dig the whole thing. I actually like the whole scene with Kevin when she auctions him off to make the two hundred. What I like about it is not that Kevin's up on the thing getting naked. What I like about it is that that it it shows her ingenuity. Like she needs to get this two hundred and fifty dollars, and she has like two hours to do it, and she just pulls she does in five minutes. Yeah, right. I mean that's a little excessive, but you get what I'm saying. Like she came up with this idea of how to potentially get the money, you know, which ultimately which, it- which ultimately gets her the job. Right, and half of it came from fucking uh, Maria Bella herself. Well, no, well, just the not not really because she didn't actually pay any of it. She just got the bidding up higher, you know. Still, hey, that that was her choice, though. That's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that was a pity thing. I think that was like she was like, I'm kind of into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, I like Kevin. I like Kevin's character. I he 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 does that one shitty thing towards the end, but I get it too. I mean, you know. A lot of the characters kind of just do shitty things throughout the movie, and then they learn something, and then they do something shitty well, K- again. Cammy doesn't really do anything shitty. I mean, she's kind of just there. Cammy's the the Russian Melody Linsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Russian. Yeah, yeah. She actually was like the more wholesome of the fucking, which isn't group. saying much. <laughs> when when the Russian is the most level headed. <laughs> that's how bad New Yorkers are. Well, Maria's not terrible. Maria Bello's character, Lil, Lil's not. But, you know, she establishes these fucking rules. Yeah. And the, and then gets pissed off when someone shows up. Like, it wasn't like Piper was like, hey, I'm going to have my boyfriend come and fuck shit up. I no, mean, but that- she still knew the rules. I gave, listen, in a reverse scenario, I'm willing to bet you'd go to Steph and be like, you know, don't come to the bar. Just don't come to the bar. Ever. Just don't yeah. show up here. And it was kind of Violet's responsibility to be like, Kevin, don't come to the bar. You know what I mean? Or whatever. After they got right. together, you know, like when she first meets him and she's like, I'm a coyote, figure it out. Like, I thought that was kind of slick, actually, you know, so. Sure. But that whole thing could have been avoided if Maria was like, well, like, this wouldn't have happened if you just let me go to my fucking audition that I told you about that I had to leave at this time. Yeah, but you time. knew she wasn't going to okay. go. You kind of knew she wasn't going to go anyway. Yeah, I of mean. course you know, because drama needs to be in a fucking movie. Otherwise, there's no story. I get that. But, like, it just makes Maria Bello look like a complete asshole where she's just like, well, uh, you're working. I- I'm not your friend. I'm your boss. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but I need to go do this audition. I gave you enough head time. I gave you-, gave you enough heads notice. But she also said to her, like, if you would have gone, you would have left already. You know what I mean? Like. that That's, that's bullshit. That, that's I, such I a disagree. bullshit argument. I disagree. That's such a bullshit argument. It's like, well, you could have left if you wanted to. I didn't hold you. Yeah, you did. You're my fucking boss. You literally just like, you literally are saying you can't leave. Yeah. So I, I, am I, I gonna have to quit my job to fucking go to an audition that may not work because you're holding my job over my fucking head. I have to disagree with you on that one, buddy. I'm sorry. I just do, but you know that's a, that's all right. Um, overall, though, I, I think I think it's fun. I, I like I like the whole dynamic of of her taking care of her father and him kind of getting more of himself put together, you know. And he meets the new nurse or whatever, you know. And who knows how that pans out, but you know, still, I I, I mean it. It was interesting to see, and it's nice to see John Goodman, 
who had a scowl the entire fucking movie to actually have a smile towards the he, end. And he that's probably him at his heaviest too, wouldn't you agree? He's very heavy in that flick, yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of heaviness, I I read that Melanie Linsky um who played the her best Tammy. friend the the, the, uh, no, the Oh, played Gloria. 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 Yeah. The the fucking the Guidette bride basically. Yes. Um she apparently was bullied harsh behind the scenes about her weight. She didn't look that heavy to me. I don't think like, so at all. No. Yeah. No, like and it wasn't like men. It was all the women. Like she said like everybody. She wow. didn't like single anybody out, but she was like everybody called me fat and said I wasn't beautiful and said I was ugly and including and all Piper. That bullshit. She didn't dis- she didn't not say she didn't say no one like she didn't say everybody right, right, except right, right. this person. Like I'm I'm willing to bet like maybe John Goodman didn't talk shit. Well you said it was all the women anyway, not Well it was all the women and all the men. She said everybody. Oh she said everybody. Like I, I know I know for example because she's openly talked about this on some stuff I've seen. Like Tyra Banks has had a whole new thing about like women's bodies like she felt like she needed to always be as thin as she is in that movie and yeah. and not like let her ass show and all that kind of stuff not not like showing skin but like being big and whatever and uh-huh. in the last like i think it's like five to seven years she kind of realized that that's not a healthy way to live life and all that kind of stuff and like so i i could see her being that way back then but i bet you she's even if it's not publicly i wonder if she's reached out or tried to reach out to apologize you know I'll I'll find the thing about it because it's um it ain't pretty like reading about it. It's not like the worst thing. It's not like she said right. Oh, you know I I was ready to fucking kill myself. Right, 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 every right, right. Day, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, hold on, let me find it. Um, apparently January Jones auditioned. I saw that. Yeah. For, um, where the fuck is it? Here we go. So Melanie Linsky actually talked about this. In August of 2022. So this is only six months ago. Yeah. She said that she was constantly body shamed by everyone and pressured to lose weight while filming. She had to wear spanks in wardrobe fittings and receive criticism about her body from the costume designers and people doing her makeup on the film set. She said all the girls had this regimen they had to go on. It was ridiculous. I was already starving myself and as thin as I could possibly for this body. And I was still a size four. Just the feedback was constantly, you're not beautiful, you're not beautiful, in your early 20s, so much of it is about beauty, and how people respond to you, and do people want to fuck you? Like, well, that's, damn. that's Yeah, that's terrible. I, I can't condone any of that, but... I will reiterate, she didn't specify actresses or actors, but she was like, everybody said this, so I'm... I'm did, right, right. Does that mean Piper fucking said some shit, or fucking Maria Bello? Absolutely not. But... If if Melanie Linsky, who, you know, she's she's always kind of been like not she's been kind of a plus size, average looking, sure. you know, girl, woman. girl next door kind of thing. Yeah, I got girl you. next door. You know, I mean, I thought honestly, she was like the most attractive, most alluring character in Two and a Half Men. She was crazy as shit. Oh, I forgot Sheen. she was on that show. I didn't really watch it often, but Deb's watched it enough that I've seen. Yeah. She, yeah, she played Rose. She was like Charlie's stalker. Oh, that's so funny. And I'm like, just let her stalk you, Charlie. She's awesome. <laughs> um. So, and you know, I told Steph this. I'm like, once I, f- unfortunately, 
what we were talking about earlier, how I can't just shut my brain off for certain things. Yeah. What affects me just as much is finding out background shit of like, sure. like shit like this. Of Mel- sure. Melanie Linsky going through a horrible time. I was like, oh God. And for, I thought her character was like, she's, I'd rather fucking hang out with her than any of these other characters. She, uh, I can't agree with that, she, but <laughs> she's looking out for her friend. She's like the one who's like, I saved a whole bunch of money. I'm gonna, you know, here's your fucking, you know, your your assets are frozen. Yada yada yada. Like she's the first one there when the when her dad, when uh, Piper's dad's in the hospital on her wedding night. Like she's the friend that you want at your side. I'd rather hang with her than any of these other fucking. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, in that regard, yeah. But I, I, you know, um, I don't know, I. Yeah, I, I don't have much else. To, the only the other the other big asshole in the movie for me was the blonde bartender at the first club when the Fiji. It's where Piper go. It's where um, Violet goes and she meets Mister O'Donnell for the first time. Oh yeah, that fucking douche nozzle. Yeah, that dude was a douche nozzle. Yeah, I like Kevin. I like Kevin a lot as a character. I liked a lot. I'm sorry. I mean, every yeah. I mean, all things considered, he's not he's not a terrible character. Uh, he just got, he just did the, he just did the whole aggro male bullshit that literally every character does in all these movies. And that's what you get when you mix booze and machismo. Well, no, actually he wasn't even drinking when he got angry. He was sober as, as all get out, but it's a movie about, oh, well, sure. Like bar life essentially. So, um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. But I, I, I dig the movie. I, I still enjoy it. It's still a guilty. I guess you would call this a guilty pleasure for me, but yeah. I, I can, uh, I can definitely understand it being a guilty pleasure. And I have no objection to people who like this movie. That's fine. It's just, it's not my scene. You yeah. Know? And, 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 that, and it's also one of those things for me. It's the shut the brain off. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those yeah. movies for sure. Um, do you want to move on to Tinder bar? You want to say cocktail for last? We can do that. I mean, but before we do, actually, something I want to tell you about that it just reminded me. I I went on a binge of J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm. This is alcohol related, I promise. I'm not going completely off topic here. (laughs) (laughs) I went on a binge of 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 J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Beat. It is all alcohol related, I promise. You, so you're saying you had to get shit faced in order to watch the J.J. No, Abrams Star no, Trek no, movies? No, 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 no. I, but it occurred to me, I, I noticed a, a tie-in from the first one to the third one. I don't know if it was done on purpose, but it was a cool tie-in from the first to the third. So, okay, well, I only saw the third one once, but go ahead. Well, that's fine. I, I was going to tell you what it was. I wasn't expecting you to guess it. Um, so in the first one, when Bruce Greenwood's still in charge of the Enterprise, before when he's Captain mm-hmm. Pike, before he gets captured or taken prisoner by Nero... Mm-hmm. He he he's introducing himself to Chekhov, Anton. Um, I can't remember his last name. Yeltsin. Right Thank you, uh, Tim, for the first time. And he goes, Russian whiskey. What's what's your name again? So he calls him Russian whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then he says his name, and they go on and do it. Right. Fast forward to the third one, Star Trek Beyond, and Kurt. They're out doing their five year mission, and Kirk's sitting there. Um, and Bones comes in to, to pour a drink for Kirk's birthday. And he goes, what are you, and he's already drinking something else. He goes, what are you drinking? And he says what it is. It's some alien thing that I can't remember. It's not important. And he goes, besides, he goes, well, that's terrible for you. I got, and besides, I found this in Chekhov's locker and it's whiskey. And they say to, and they say to, they say to each other, 
He goes, that's strange. I would have figured he's a yeah, a vodka guy, but no whiskey. And it just made I don't know if that was an on purpose thing, but he called him Russian whiskey in mm-hmm. the first one, and then in the third one, he's drinking. They, he's got a whiskey bottle that they stole out of Chekhov's locker or whatever. That sounds like a good tie-in. Off to one of these days, we need to do the the Star Trek. No, we the, do, the we do, we we act, we really need to do the whole run, but we can split it up if you want. But we really should do the whole run. We're we'll, we'll it's, fucking, thir- it's thirteen. Um, it's thirteen movies altogether. If we just do the movies, right? And Steph's got me working on the shows right now. So yeah, so it's it's one the thing, same. One, and one she's not a fan. And she's not a fan of those shows. I know that. So or the movies. I mean, um, she's yeah, told me as much. I mean, she she likes JJ. We were actually because when I was watching the when I did my binge, I texted her. I'm like, what did you think of the JJ Star Trek? Because I like them better than the original ones. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. so um. So yeah, but we'll, we'll have to cover it anyway. So uh, Tender Bar, you wanna you wanna go there? This was more your pick than mine. I'm not saying I won't talk about it, but do you wanna get us started since it was your pick? It's it's one of the best movies where Batman directed another Batman. Affleck was the bomb in Tender Bar, yo. <laughs> Dude, he and directed by Clooney. I, yeah, I, I didn't it, know that till the end. I, I that that came out of left field for me. I was a little surprised by that. This is one of those movies where I'm like, I think I'll read the book. Like you know what I mean? Like in I think book. I'll read the book of this <laughs> in the book. Now, I, uh, Ironic- I ironically, very quickly, ironically, I had the same thought with cocktail when I was watching it this last time. I was like, "Oh shit, it's based on a book. I might have to go read that." Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Um, I, I just dug it. Like I feel like once I saw the tender bar, I was like, you know, everybody else is fine in this movie. Um, but this is really Affleck's movie. Yeah. This is yeah. like if he was. I I the the reviews have been mixed, which is kind of surprising. I thought it was pretty good. I I, I, can I think see, the biggest I can see some of the flaws depending on what the reviews are. I haven't heard them, but I mean, I think the the main criticism is that it's it's kind of a movie that's destined to try and be emotional. Like it's supposed to be. It's like it's trying to be a tearjerker coming of age type of movie, but it doesn't fully hit home. Like it's it's not. Is it as good as Forrest Gump? No. Oh, but no. no. In ter- like, the movie itself is fine, but Affleck's character as Uncle Charlie is standout performance to it me. Really, in, no, in it really is. In his filmography, like, it made me realize, I'm like, fuck, I never had an Uncle Charlie. Did t- I never had an uncle like that. No, neither did I. Neither did I. Um, did the Tender Bar have a, um, a theatrical release at all? I don't believe so. I believe because I think it came out like still when COVID was like so that more would make rampant. It, that would make it ineligible for an Oscar. Then am I correct? I think it got nominated for a Golden Globe. So no, I, it, know I know it did. Win. I saw that, but um, but it would make it ineligible for Oscars. Am I right? I don't know. Well, no, because they've been opening up that whole thing about like Netflix. But even those Os- movies, they, but they they put them in theaters for a week because you only need a week run uh. to be eligible. I don't know if Tinder Bar was released. I remember, I think I saw it on Prime when it premiered on Prime, so I'm willing to bet it didn't premiere. No, it, did, it doesn't have to premiere. It just has to have a run. I don't think it did then. I'm, lo- I'm trying to see if I can find now. Tinder Bar. I don't think he would win an Oscar for that. He should, though. I mean, I mean, is it his best performance? I mean, it's definitely up there. It's just, but it's also kind of like... It's such a well-rounded character. Like, the dialogue is so good. Like, that whole... Every lesson he gives his nephew is 
is just good dialogue that I could see Clooney playing that role. I could see, uh, I could see Casey Affleck playing that role. I could see uh, Brad Pitt. Casey Affleck shouldn't be playing any roles. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, Casey Affleck did do a role similar to this called Manchester by the Sea. Did you ever see that flick? No, but I've, I heard I heard good things, and I heard he was him, and I never watched it. He he is stupendous in the film. It's like it's like if you took it's the same concept. Like imagine if Uncle Charlie happened to actually win at fights and was more prone to be like he was more anger prone. But it's the same thing, like giving life lessons to his nephew. And being an alcoholic and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so um, it, it was eligible, but he did not get a nomination. Okay, well. um, I, like, I have uncles. I, I have, technically, I have three uncles. Well, One well, of them let, passed let me, on. Let me, let me ask you this. Hold on, not not to, to, to back up a second. You say you didn't have an uncle like that, and that's that's what it is. I'm not going to argue that. But what about, um, what's his face? I, and I'm not George? being. George? What's, Yeah. That I was—I mean, George was like the closest to that, but I was, and I—I I was, you actually beat me by a second. I was leading up to that. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. George didn't really teach me life lessons of how to be quote unquote a man. He wasn't like, you know, this is what you do on all blah 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 blah. You never hit a woman, even right, if she right, stabs right, you with right. scissors, like that type of shit. George taught George was just a 40-year-old dude who was a big kid. George taught me how to be a kid, which was really kind of strange. Sure. Um, you know, my other uncles, my mother's brothers, they they really didn't do anything with me. Hmm. And it's just it's just how it was. I mean, uh, you know, one uncle lived further away than I guess was necessary to like hang with me. Another uncle, I would be dropped off at their house to hang with my cousins. Jared, you've you've, you've spoken yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. So his dad, I guess I was the closest to out of my uncles, but we really still didn't do anything. It wasn't like, you know, he we like we went fishing one year, but like or one day and nothing. We didn't catch anything. It was just a waste of time. We didn't bond. We didn't talk. He didn't give us any lessons. Yeah. Um. My my. Like Ron's brother Eddie, I mean, he died when I was like eight, and he was all, and he he and I probably would not have gotten along because he was like the more anal retentive version of Ron. Oh God! No, like I mean, believe it or not, like Ron was the the looser DiGiorgio. Like he was like like here's the best example, and I had this memory. This is a this is a great little story. I remember we're at my uncle Eddie's house. It was kind of like a family reunion. And my uncle Eddie was getting close to dying. Like he was just, his health wasn't great. Uh, He got married like about four months before he died, Mm. which really sucked because then his wife, like there was like a six month window. Like you have to be married six months in order to get like the rights of certain shit or something. Okay. And she missed it by like a month and a half or something. Like, yeah, Yeah. seriously. And And it was like, fuck. God damn it, Eddie. Like you couldn't have waited an extra month. So but like we're all we're all together and you know, there's a fireplace and Eddie is, you know, Lord of the Manor. He's sitting on his fucking his chair. And Dad just had like we were talking about this when Dad died. 
at his memorial, it was like dad had that kind of urge to like, he had to kind of put himself in danger. So there's a fireplace. Dad just goes up, opens up the fucking fireplace door and starts pushing shit around and like moving logs and everything. Eddie is like barking and snapping at his little brother saying, Ronnie, use a poker. Use what are you doing? Use a poker. Oh, he was using Ronnie, his hand. Using his fucking hands, just sticking his fucking hands in the fire and like moving <laughs> logs. And and Ron you, wait, 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 like, very quick. If you're gonna respond as Ron, you have to do it. I'm going oh, to. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and and Ron would respond like he's like, Eddie, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, like leave me alone. <laughs> I, I know what I I've been handling firewood forever. You know what and I speak the logs. Yeah, he said <laughs> I'm stiff and wooden as it is. <laughs> I burnt Pinocchio. <laughs> that, but like, I remember being eight years old, seven or eight, and really, that that was for me what clicked between the two brothers. Right. One is I'm going to use a poker. I'm going to sit and enjoy the fire, and I'm going to yell at everybody to do what I want them to do. Ron was like, I'm going to get in the flame. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, I got all this curly hair. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it'll survive. (laughs) And I'm going to stick my big fat hands. Dad had some huge muscular fingers, dude. He had fucking sausages for fingers. (laughs) I used to joke that his fingers had six packs. (laughs) Dad, dude, dad, dad would drive. His old ass diesel Mercedeses. Yeah. And I'd be in the front seat or in the back seat and he'd be, you know, he'd be driving. He'd drive with his left hand on the steering wheel and he had one of those fucking crunchy hand exercise machines. He's fucking squeezing that. Like, we would, he would do that. Like to the land. Which is like like driving a a two, which for the audience, two hours each direction. Yeah. And he would just crunch, except, crunch, except crunch for when with... he's holding a snake. That's the only other time he's not exactly. <laughs> and then, or if he, if he wasn't squeezing it, he would put it in my hands. Like here, get your hands goddamn strong. And like I'm trying to squeeze it with one hand, I can't fucking do it. I still can't do the, having... the ones with the handles. I still can't do those. I can do like a stress yeah. ball thing, but I can't do those. The, the ones that's with the, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the ones with the handles. I know. Yeah. And I had to like, I'd like cheat it by using two, and then that <laughs> that's when like. Dad finally approved of me, like, at one point when I was, like, going from, like, four to six. He's like, all right, now you can do it with your right hand. You can do it without two hands. You can do it with one. So I didn't have any of those Uncle Charlie things. Like, all my life lessons were, like, you know, if Dad was giving me advice, sometimes it'd be correct. Sometimes it wouldn't. A lot of my learning was watching other people and be like, oh. Don't say that to her. You'll get slapped. <laughs> right, right, right. Some of this shit I already had, like, kind of ingrained, like, don't hit a woman. Yeah, like, right, right, yeah. You know, I will admit, though, if I get stabbed in the la- if I get stabbed by scissors, the I, I, likelihood I, of wanting to slap you is more likely. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a line, and, and I would say getting stabbed with anything sharp is probably that that line, maybe. I think it depends where she stabs you. That's also true. Yes, that's that's fair. I would agree with that. If she if she's coming at you to stab you, then you have the right to defend yourself. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, I don't mean like, oops, you turn around and oh, oh shit, I've I've got scissors in my gut. You know, like you know. Right. Also, if she stabs you, you you have to like 
you have to hit them immediately. You don't get to fucking. No, it's think not about like a it. week later. There's not like a right. Yeah. It's like it's not like remember that thing you did last week. You know, like <laughs> you just go knock, 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 and they're like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" Bam! Like you don't fucking get no, to do no, that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Of of course, we're not in, in condoning any of that. We're just having some fun, but um, we're not. We're no, we're we're not condoning violence of any kind, um, unless you're defending yourself against Casey Affleck. Yes, there you go. I'll give you that. I'll I'll give you that. Um, I, ben Affleck, on the other hand, he's a good guy. I I I <laughs> I, I wonder. I want to know what you think of this. I've been I've been thinking about it. now. I, when I. I will share with you and the audience that uh, I literally watch, finished watching this 10 minutes before we cracked the mics. Okay. So this is still pretty fra- – I'm still processing the movie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. I think Charlie was a genius, like legitimately. I'm not saying that because of the advice he gave. Like I almost wonder if he was genius level intelligence and just chose to be you know almost like a goodwill hunting kind of situation you know what he, i mean he, like a will hunting. really honestly like if if he was goodwill hunting he's charlie hunting yeah i mean but i mean be real like he he just he chose that but he like he chose to call it the dickens and he had all the books and 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 well there i believe are clues he read all that supports that what's that there are clues that support that well, that's what i'm saying his dad no his that's dad it. played by christopher lloyd is a genius, but he's also a complete fucking asshole and, and, and a lazy idiot. Yeah. You never really you, know, he, you never he, really find out what happens to him. Like you don't they never say like he dies or whatever. He just disappears kind of. Uh you know, yeah, there are parts of that movie where I'm like, hey, what happened to fucking farting fester? What happened to that, dude? I forgot I was trying to think of the things that I've seen Christopher Roy in outside of Back to the Future. Yeah. And I was thinking it wasn't a lot, but as I started going through it, I'm like, no, that's not true. There's quite a bit. It's it's that. It's uh, I mean, I know him from also One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Well, I, I know him yeah, from. I didn't see. That. I know him from Dream Team, that movie I showed you with the the people in the insane asylum. Michael Keaton. Remember we watched that together like three we, years. Right. Ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's in Clue. He's in the Clue he's movie. In Clue. Uh, he got his most straight lace in Clue. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I would say and Dream Team. Yeah, um, uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, you know, and then and then uh, he's on an episode of The Big Bang Theory where he's a lot like the character from Tender Bar, a little less surly but very similar. He's now kind of like the he's just the old guy who can do some good dialogue. I mean, he's good in the movie, uh, but you're right. He just kind of fucking disappears off the face of the earth. Uh, they really didn't do a whole lot with the rest of the family. Like there were, there was like an aunt living with them and too. And then she just they fucks really... off. But then they come back. It looks like towards the end, it looks like they come back. They move yeah, back in again. And I guess that's sort of the whole point is that even no matter how many times you fucking leave this goddamn house, you always come home. You kind of get sucked back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Once I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> right. Right. Um. It, it it was a little surreal for me also for for um just coming off of having done 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 on our last like recording recording because not because new excuse is more of just like a free-for-all um young affleck and dogma to like affleck now and not that he he doesn't look old i'm not saying he looks old but it's such a drastic comparison between the two you know what i mean yeah like um, I'm, i'm used to i'm used to mall rats affleck and and dogma affleck and and goodwill hunting affleck and you know like 
you know. You're used to the 90s, oh, Ben Affleck, I wonder if he could act kind of Affleck. Well, that was never mind. Oh, Affleck, the director? You mean that Affleck? Yeah, that. I do need to, I want to see that one, and I'm forgetting the name of it, I don't mean, I don't mean any disrespect on it, where he's playing an autistic hitman. Oh, uh, the accountant. I wanted to see that, and I have not seen it yet. Dude, it's, it's, it's like, what if Rain Man could kick the shit out of you? <laughs> it's really kind of that. He's like, definitely, definitely gonna punch the shit out of you. Definitely, Qantas, boom. Like, it's that type of but shit. Is it, but is it good, or is it kind of ridiculous? It's, it's, it's surprisingly good. Um... And again, a lot of it is Affleck's performance. Like, if it was not Affleck, you'd been like, "What a bunch! What John Wick Rain Man bullshit is this movie?" Right. Um, it's one of those movies where I'm like, you know what? If they made a sequel, I would not be unhappy about that. Um, okay. I, I honestly think the weakest link, in my opinion, even though he's not the all right, a weaker link that you expect it to be, but not the weakest link of the movie. Is John Bernthal? John Bernthal's okay. in it, okay. And you expect more, right? From his right. Character. And well, after you, I guess depending on what order things come out, if you've seen, you know, the whole thing. But oh, this is this is this is like around Punisher era, pre or post though. Well, about around the same time. The same time, yeah. Um, but getting back to this movie, Ty Sheridan, what did you think? I can't get a feel for his for his acting or his character. I, I agree. I had trouble. I had I, trouble. I think the kid was better. I agree. I agree. And I like Ty Sheridan in Ready Player One, but even in Ready Player One, he's not the strongest point of that movie. No. You know what I mean? I also I, I have a heart he he doesn't look exactly, but he looks just enough where I sometimes confuse him with this other up and coming rising actor, uh Barry Cohen. Okay. Barry Cohen is. I'm trying to think of what you saw. He was um, Druig in the the Marvel Eternals movie, the Irish fucking. I'd have to. Like, I'd have dude. to look at it. I've only watched it once, so yeah. He played the Joker in the Batman. You, it's hard. You can't really see him. Yeah, no, you don't really see him. But if you know who I'm talking about, there's look somebody him up else he then... looks like too. I'm trying to see if it's. A, I'm looking up to see if it's the same. The guy's name. Um. Give me a second. But yeah, there's somebody else to me he looks like too. Uh I think it's this one. Let me make sure. Like I think the biggest difference is that Barry Cohen, his like they look similar enough, but his nose is like, like ten times bigger. Barry Cohen. Oh, uh, okay. C- compared to Ty Sheridan. See to me to me, you know who I get him kinda confused with sometimes? Mm. Miles Teller. Yeah, I mean, I do the same, sometimes I do the same thing with um, Michael Sarah and the guy who played the Joker in um, jo- in uh, Batman v Superman. In Batman v Superman, Jared Leto? No, 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 no. Batman? V- no, not Joe. Lex Luthor. I'm sorry, not Joker. Oh, Eisen uh, Eisenberg. Yeah, I get Eisenberg and Michael Sarah. I do that with. Oh those yeah, two. everybody's been, everybody's been doing that. For but it, years. but for it me, it's kind of the same thing with Ty Sheridan and, and Miles Teller to a degree. You know. Well, l- look up Barry Cohen and tell me it's not spelled like Cohen, like the Cohen brothers. Okay, it's, it's the Irish Gaelic way of like Co- Keegan. It's like it's like it's like phonetically it's Cogan. Okay, but it's pronounced Cohen. You said Barry's first name. Yeah, I got him. He's coming up right now. Uh, yeah, I can kind of see it. I, I think it's still more Miles Teller, but I see, I see what you're getting at. I'm not, I'm not arguing. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. So, 
But he, he, I mean, he, Ty Sheridan. Here, here's the difference: is Ty Sheridan is Irish American and Barry Cohen's Irish. Like they're <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one's from the old country, one's from you know the, the old country drink. Yeah, one's from Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I thought the whole subplot of him with fucking the the college romance. Sydney. I thought that was so fucking. Yeah, bro, it, was, it was weird. She was awful. As a person, they or were an actor? awful. For, as a person, oh yeah, oh, yeah, the character was awful. Yeah, for sure. And, and they were awful to each other. They didn't. And I was like, "Why are you guys trying to fucking make this work?" Well, they weren't though. She never was. She she kept fucking giving him an inch, and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna." She wanted a good deep dicking, and that's all it really was. I mean, like, yeah, but like, you she know, you she was the African American JoJo. I mean, that's what she was. I mean, let's be real. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I broke your brain, to, didn't I? <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what African American Jokers would sound like, because I do in the Hamill impression. So, like, <laughs> fish shizzle my nizzle. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that ruined my throat, but that was so worth it. I, I, I think we got the first one of 2023. <laughs> oh. I'd like to thank the NAACP stop for this it. award. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, um, God. But we gotta tell fucking Jabo that he'll probably find that shit funny. Oh, probably. He probably he would need to see the movie though first. Um, in any event, um, yeah. So I, listen, I I thought it was a fi- I thought it was a fine movie. I thought it was well, like I said to you at the beginning. I thought it was well shot. I thought it, I thought the acting, despite my complaints with Ty Sheridan's acting, I thought overall it was well done. You know, um. I I just for the theme that we were going for, I thought it was the least bar movie of the three. It it qualifies. It does. You know, no, I'm not saying it doesn't. You're right. Um, I will add. Like I like Ron Livingston as an actor. I would like to have seen him and on screen. A, but here's my. I mean that that's sort of a, the thing is like why introduce Ron Livingston as the narrator slash actor, not show him. But I'm like, you know. JR could have been narrated, like adult JR could have been George Clooney. Why the fuck did George Clooney? It could have been Ty Sheridan, really. I mean, you could have just been narrating it from that perspective. I think I would have lost my shit if it was Ty Sheridan narrating the whole fucking movie. No. But you're you're not wrong. It could have been Clooney, could have worked too, and you would have not known any different, really. I mean, it would have worked. It would have worked, for sure. Livingston and Clooney have very similar cadences. All right. Completely off subject, but kind of still relevant. I saw. Uh, oh brother, where art thou? For the first time. Oh, don't shit on Did this movie. Ever... Oh, it's one of my favorites. Don't shit on this movie. I I will hurt you. Really? I love this movie. Yeah. Oh brother, where art thou? Or like yeah. the Coen brothers? Coen, Coen brothers. Yeah, John Goodman. The whole yeah. Dude, I I I played the man of constant it. sorrow on the radio show. Like that is a great goddamn song, and those are great fucking scenes. But like Clooney to me was like the best part of that movie. But I still was like I. I was, I guess, I was expecting greatness from all the hype, and I was like, "It's fine, it's fine." Is is sort of how I was like, like, but at one point, I- it's another one of those shut your brain off movies. It is, 
It's right up there. It with, isn't. And, it isn't because it's based on the Odyssey. You have to know a little bit about the mythology in order to like. No, you really don't. Because the first time I saw it, I knew shit about the Odyssey, and I still enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. I guess, but I mean, like, like John Goodman's playing the uh, the fucking Cyclops. Yeah. As an, I mean, you don't have to know the Odyssey, but it helps. It helps, know, but, just, it, but I, you don't need it. I think the dialogue was fine. I think Clooney was amazing, but like I, I just I was expecting more uh, better Coen Brothers movie, I guess. And that, I've said this before: when the Coen Brothers don't deliver as much as you want them to, that really fucking hurts. Because when they do deliver really well, it's like, oh fuck, that's awesome. Anyways. Right. Sorry, no, uh, I no, didn't you're, you're shit fine. over. Oh, brother, art thou? Um, it's one of the few Coen Brothers I've, movies I've seen that I've really enjoyed. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, overall, though, I like I said, I, I think it was fine. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with Tenderbar? I mean, I'm glad you, I'm glad you suggested. It. I'm glad I've seen it. I can, I can check that. Like, I feel like that's one I can check yeah. off the list. So I'm good about that. But like, check am off. I going to run out and buy it? I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh huh. You know. Uh. I mean, if it was released on DVD, I would, I would definitely buy it. I think it has. I don't think it. I don't think it has. I think it's. I think it's because it's Amazon Prime. They, yeah, maybe they, well. they tend to not. They tend to not release this shit on DVD. Maybe. <clears throat> um, but regardless, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm glad I saw it. You know, I liked it. I, I think, uh, you know, there needs to be a movie where Clooney and. Affleck work together where they're both on screen because if you have that type of script and that type of directing and that type of acting, they could fucking chew the scenery together, man. I, like, I, I would, would love I would, to see that movie. Yeah, but see, I would love to see it in a way that I know you wouldn't want to see it. Which is? I'd want some kind of weird, like, Spider-Verse thing with Batman and have, like, <laughs> Clooney... I would, but I would want. I would, I would want. That. I would want like Clooney, Affleck, and Bale, and maybe Keaton. You know what I mean? Like have them all interact with one another in some capacity. Bring them all. Have Kilmer's Batman. Well, Kilmer have it, have can't. It be explained. I know. Have it be explained that like you know the fucking Joker blew up his throat or something, or or just killed him flat mm-hmm. out. Or at least reference him. I mean, I'm all for that. You know. Have uh, Chris O'Donnell you- show up in the cow and be like. Yeah, or at least, or at least, least, well, but he wasn't there. Well, yeah, he was with Val, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I I would also, I mean, but then you'd also have to have, you'd have to have Pattinson as well if you're going to bring them all in. Yeah. You know, so. Have them all. Have, I, 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 I'm still all for the thing that we reckon, we suggested, but you can't do it with, with Affleck and Clooney, but where you have Clooney as like old Batman on a Batman Beyond, like I would want that. Still do. I mean, there's still. No, but you couldn't have him in Affleck, is what I'm getting at. Like you wouldn't have what you. Oh no, for. no, no, yeah. no! Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, give give it give it time. Clooney will eventually get old enough to fucking play old ass Batman. He could do it now. And I mean, he's been great. He could do it now. He's been but... gray since '97. Mm. I mean, shit. Let's be real about That's it. That's True. I mean, but yeah, but now it looks like it matches. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Before um, it was like, oh, he's going gray really early. It's like, all right, now he look. Now his face looks like it matches his hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, Steve Martin. When Steve Martin went gray and white, you're like, what the fuck? You're how old? You're fucking 30? What the fuck? My dad lost his hair by 27, so I mean. I was losing my hair at 16. There you go. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Apparently, Ron Livingston went to Yale, so there yeah. you go. Um, I, I, I think the actor who played the voice 
His dad. Oh god, JR's that guy. Dad. He did a great job, but that character's a piece of shit. Exactly. Like wow, and that's the thing. Is like everybody sucks. Everybody sucks except Uncle Charlie, and that's kind of how it is. In I this thought whole the mom movie. was okay. I didn't see any problems with okay, the mom. Everybody sucks except the mom and Uncle Charlie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cocktail. Okay. Suck my cocktail. N- no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, I I really... I, I've been a fan of this movie. I have saw this movie... See, It came out in 88. I probably saw it in 90. Like, I saw it very okay. early on from when it came out. This, like, I... Okay. I mean, I saw it when I was little. I mean, I, when I say little, I think I saw it like the first time when I was like nine, ten. What's well, about what I would have been? Except the difference is it was two years. It was out two years at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I I I think I was like more open to it then when I was when I was younger, but I didn't understand a whole lot of what was going on. It was it was just a oh giant yeah some party. of the, some of the stuff goes over your head. I mean, I I've talked about that with Ghostbusters before. Like when I watched it as a kid a bunch of times, and I watched it for the first time as an adult, and went oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah, same kind of thing, sure. Um, but then, but it wasn't one of those movies where I was watching on a regular basis. Like the the gap between me watching Cocktail last night compared to the last time I saw it is probably fifteen, fifteen years, twenty years, something in the middle of that. Conversely, it's probably about fifteen months for me. So yeah, you, you know you. You're like it's Tom Cruise's birthday. Time popping cocktail. It's not that. It's not that real ritualistic. But yeah, I mean, there's been times where I'm just like, kind of in the mood to watch that, and I'll throw it in. Like, I, it's actually it's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Like, the soundtrack for that movie. The soundtrack is, amazing. is good. I'll, I'll give this. All three of these movies have decent soundtracks. Like, I will give it that. A tender bar, eh, it was okay. Tender bar is more of a period piece kind of soundtrack. For sure. Where it's for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will acknowledge like, Hey, for movies that like there are different types of jukeboxes, that's what these three movies are. It's not so much about the bars or the type of bars. It's like, they're all different types of parties. It's they're all different types of music. That's true. Um, my, I think my biggest criticism for cocktail is that it start, I, I liked it as it began. And then gradually I was like, huh? Tom Cruise's charm, meaning his character, I think Cruise actually did a decent job in this flick, and I've never said he's a bad actor. I've maintained that I think Tom Cruise is a great actor. I think he's a shitty human Right. Yeah. I think he's a shitty human being. Um and you know, I don't care how much he fucking donates to charity and all that shit. I think Scientology has fucking warped his perception on everything. Um But I think beginning, middle, and end, uh Brian to me, kind of becomes more and more repulsive. I think. I think. I think he actually. I can't. I have to disagree. I think he. I think he. I think he goes full circle. I think he has a moment. He start. He, you know. He starts good. He gets kind of shitty. He gets better. He has that shit moment, and then he comes back full circle to like being that good guy again by the end of the movie. I. I mean, I would. I would agree with you, except he. Here's the thing. You know, there's this whole, there's a whole new day and age, thank fuck, where we respect women a little bit more in this sure. day and age. Yeah, and I a mean, lot we're, of we're talking consent. about a movie that came out in 1988, so it's, you know, it's... Right. What, 30, a lot, 32, 34 years old at this point? So. 30, yeah, it's, it's, it's 30 fuck years old. And 
a good chunk of that is guys will act like what they think they're supposed to act based on movies they've seen. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. The time period they feed each other. Someone wrote down Tom Cruise is supposed to be, you know, the, 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 he's supposed to be Tom Cruise. He's supposed to fucking be good looking. He's supposed to be, you know, good in bed. He's supposed to be a good womanizer. He's supposed to be charming. He's supposed to be a good poet, which that's fucking random. It's a little random. The, the poetry uh, no, no, part's it, a little. It, it, no, it definitely is random. I mean, I, I, I don't think he's going to be winning any, you know, uh, Pulitzer prizes or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like, but he, he knows how to entertain. You know, he, he he's the he's this type of slam poet where he like yeah. slams the shot glass on the on the fucking thing. And then he like says, all right, here's some words of wisdom and I can yeah. make it kind of rhyme. Yeah. You know, it was last call here. Look at the fucking time. And, like, you know, he's that type of poet where he's just like the once was a man from go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, You mentioned noticing 80s B list or B actors. Um. This this is definitely one yeah. of those movies where that happens. Like the waitress that he calls a bitch. Yeah, who was that? She was also uh, one uh, in the first two seasons of Night Court. She was the defense attorney before Marky Post took over. You would know that more than I would. Yeah, and I've then never seen a lick of Night Court. And then consecutive. And then this one, you might have. You when I say it, you're going to be like, oh wow, I think. But the the economics teacher, the one that fails him. I recognized him. Do you know who he's where he's from? Or at least the one thing I know him from. I know him from I believe a movie called The Freshman. Oh, he but, might be in that. I've never seen it, but that's not what I was going to say. But he's also isn't he the judge in the Adams family. Yes, that's where I was going to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the judge from the Adams family. So And and see that's sort of my point is like even in that scene the professor's a douche nozzle. But so is Tom Cruise. Like, but, but you got you got to think about something else too, and this is the thing I think that gets lost on 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 this movie. And I really thought about this on this viewing, and you know I've seen it a bunch of times. So, mm-hmm. I, I, but it, but then again, as I've said before, I watch these when I watch movies for Potosky, I watch them very differently than when I'm just you know, I don't do the brain shut off thing if I can help it when I'm watching for Potosky. That's why we call it homework. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so what I was noticing is you got I was thinking about is this. He's coming out of the army, so mm-hmm. you you conservatively he enlisted right out of high school. So he was eighteen when he enlisted. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume he did a one a one tour stint in the army. Okay. So he's out by twenty two. By the time he's in that class, the at latest he's twenty three. Okay, i I don't know if you remember twenty three, but I was a bit of a douche nozzle at twenty three myself. Like I mean. Yeah. Like, I, I would expect someone who's been, you know, constantly, like, shit on by these different places and, and has a... Listen, I mean, you're not wrong about him not being a great character in the beginning. He's, he's not the worst character in the world, but he's certainly not the greatest either. And and him having a sense of entitlement, you know, he definitely has a sense of entitlement coming out of that army. Like, he thinks he should just be able to go get a job in marketing or in sales like that with no degree or no resume. And Bro, he's so fucking entitled that he and his buddies wave down a fucking greyhound. Like, you can't do that. Wait, what part? That They fucking flagged down and made a goddamn greyhound bus pull over. Like, the, that doesn't happen. So, I here's what I, here's what I think happens there. I, I'm not... I'm not excusing it but i at least think i think there's context missing right 
My mm. guess is that he had the bus ticket, missed the bus, mm-hmm. and so they using the 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 car chased down the bus and got him on the bus. So like, and because they are, they are military police, they were able to get the bus to pull over. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm telling you at least I think that's what happened. They don't give you that context. I think that's part that's missing. But it all I I'll buy I'll buy that scene because that makes sense. But as I'm watching it, it made me think that he got arrested by cops and because he's this charming Tom Cruise fucking cocktail fucking flinging self. No, because he talks he about ch- He talks he about charms the shit it's almost like he, they arrested him and he charmed them. And be like, "Yo, I was speeding, but I because I was trying to catch my fucking bus." And they're like, "Oh, well, we like you. We'll take you to your bus." Like it almost both scenes would almost work. But you also know he's in the military, which they barely talk about. No, I mean, but it does get it does get referenced, and that's how you link all that together. You know, I get yeah, but if you don't know that those that's military police, you would just assume that's police. No, all you see is a fucking flash. Because they're in military, yeah. un- they're in military. Un- Everyone except Tom Cruise is in military uniform, and it's a na- it's an army green car. I've never seen that cop car. It's army green. I, I mean, unless this is just one of those fucking detective fucking cars. I've still never seen army green. I've seen I've seen like other colors. I've seen like silver and blue and black and even tan. But I've never seen army. God green. forbid you fucking light the color green. You want to make your car green? Well, they're usually assigned those cars. They're not your personal vehicle. Fair enough. Despite I, movies, but, they're not your personal right. view. You know, as, as uh, Joe, Joey Pants once said in uh, uh, Bad Boys 2, that's why we drive cop, car, drive cop cars, you know? Mm. So. I, I just, it, it's, the movie, like, everybody's kind of awful to each other. There's really very few characters to be like, that's relatable, or that's the person I want to identify through this viewing. His fucking friend, uh, what's Doug. his fuck? Doug. Listen, I know I'm going to sound like I'm shitting off of, I'm sure, one of Sydney's fucking national treasures. Well, I mean, there's two different Sydney people in this movie, in these two movies. Kevin's. Yeah, but I'm talking. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, and, but like, I, I have nothing against the actor. Actually, I, I think. The guy who played fucking Sydney is he, he's he's good. He, his name he's is not, not Sydney. His name is Doug. I whatever the fuck his goddamn name is, man. <laughs> played Sydney. Fucking Sydney. You know, there's a. I think there was. I noticed this. One of these fucking movies, there was a goddamn production designer named Mel Bourne. Did you see that? No, I missed that. Yeah, I think it was for cocktails. Like the production designer was Mel Bourne. Okay. Uh, it's Australia all over the place between Brian. It really be, is between Brian Brown in Cocktail and uh, Adam Garcia. Adam Garcia, yeah. yeah in 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 Coyote Ugly, we got we got Australia well, well represented, my friend. And and though not Australian, Melanie Linsky, I believe, is from New Zealand. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. I th- I think Melanie Linsky is from one of the the two. Um. Again, I liked his I liked his performance. Um I I I just don't get his fucking character. His character is Yes, New Zealand, by the way. Yeah. Okay, cool. His character starts out being like, I'm gonna be the fucking Aussie mentor to Tom Cruise. I'm gonna t- teach him everything he knows. Every life lesson I I teach him is gonna sound really wise, but it's just, you know, full of shit. And then 
first opportunity I get, I'm going to fuck his girlfriend. I Well, no, I mean, so, all right, so the, see, you, how do, how do I put He this? didn't need to fuck Gina Gershon, I'm sorry. No, no, he, he, well, but that's the thing, like. He did it to win a bet. Yeah. That's even worse. That's even worse. No, I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm telling you that, like. The logic of like, okay, well, look, I won't fuck my friend's girlfriend, but because there's a bet and money's involved, now I've got to fuck his girlfriend. I mean, yeah. I mean, you. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It might be stupid to you, but dude, I've run in circles like that. I'm not saying I was that guy, but I've run in circles where I've seen it happen. It, it, it's, it is absolute primitive, misogynistic. It, it doesn't make any bit of fucking sense. I didn't say you don't that. fuck your friend's girl, period. And I don't care. How much money is involved? It's like, that's your friend's Especially girl. Especially not you know, 50 bucks. You know, like... Yeah, I mean, like, that also makes it worse. Like, it was such a low amount. Like, if you're if you're going to make that leap, it better be over a, it better be over a grand. If you're going to ruin a friendship, it better be more than 50 bucks. I don't know if you caught it, but it the bet later is the same amount, the one in Jamaica. Yeah. And I'm... I'm because pretty, the... Pretty sure that's by design. Like, that's... Yeah. And that was a stupid decision, too. Like... Very. If Tom... All Tom Cruise had to do was treat Gina Gershon correctly and not make stupid bets with his fucking friend, then he would have been fine. Yeah. He wouldn't have had to go to fucking Jamaica, tail between his legs. No, because they came up with that plan when he was still with Coral. They would have gone together. It would have been a different story. But well, like him going... Maybe, but he still would have... I, I don't think she was giving them the money. I think he still would have had to go back and forth to earn the money for a couple seasons, you know? That may be true, but fucking... Dude, I... It, it quickly kind of just was like... Like, even the the um, the reconciliation of when Brian and... Uh, I keep forgetting his fucking name. Oh, Doug. The Aussie to- Doug. Why can't I remember Doug? Um, when Brian and Doug meet each other again two years later. Three, in I think it's three, Jamaica. but yeah, in Jamaica. Well, it doesn't matter. When they meet when they meet in Jamaica, Tom Cruise is a little too fucking cavalier. He's like, hey, you. Last time I saw you, I punched you in the face because you fucked my girl. Yeah, well, Come yeah. here, pal. <laughs> Well, I mean, also though, I mean, here's the thing, and and I I've been in I've been in that maybe not the situation where someone you know there's not been sex involved, but like where there's been a falling out, mm-hmm. and it's been pretty ugly. Maybe not to the point of physical altercation, but it's been pretty ugly. And then like after time passed, it's not always forgiven, and and because it's this goes back to shut the brain off thing. So yeah, you would need to probably have a conversation, but you could probably do it a little more a little more lightheartedly than you know you can have that reconciliation. I've had it, I've had that reconciliation yeah. with friends. So I mean, like, you know, it, it, I I get the point you're making, but you also have to understand you got to smash this into what an hour and forty minutes or whatever it is. Like it's not you know, it's I mean, not a, it's not the- a se- like if this was a series, like if cocktail was a series instead of a movie. Yeah, I would agree with you. They need no. I'm not saying they would, and I think you could make this into a series. Honestly, you could. But, you, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you could probably make a fucking Hulu goddamn show. Oh yeah, yeah, it would be, it would be like a Hulu show or an HBO Max yeah. show or one of those shows. But you know, it if you did that, then you would. Yes, I would agree. That you need to flush out that that reconciliation. But with it being an hour and 40, 46 minute long or an hour forty minute long movie, whatever it is, it's not long. 
It's not like a two hour. They, they could have trimmed some. They could have trimmed some of, you know, the excessive fucking bar scenes to fucking supplement that. You know, it, 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 it's what was needed. It's an hour for and forty four minutes. It's an hour. It's a minute shy of an hour forty five. <laughs> so like, they they still could have fucking cut out like one yet another fucking like. 30 seconds off Tom Cruise fucking shaking a goddamn martini glass, you know, and no, but him, jerking them, off them a cocktail throwing bottle. the bottles around and doing all that stuff was, was part of, you know what I mean? Like, the, it's what really honestly is kind of the movie made famous for. Like, yeah. it's like, we're going to show all this shit, but yeah. you didn't, you, but you sacrifice a cohesive story to show off showy bullshit. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, what, what did, what did you really you, you, lose? You, uh, the uh, we just established that like the fucking reconciliation really was kind of forced. I mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and also him. I mean, fucking spoilers for a movie that's thirty five years old. Him fucking killing himself was super abrupt. I didn't fucking see. I mean, I didn't see it coming, and I was like, "Why the fuck did he do that?" Well, because he was on, I mean, he talks about it. He's on his ass. He's got no money. He's, it's clear his wife is fucking anybody she can get her hands on. Right? Has he considered divorce? Some people don't view it that way, dude. They, they. He, he all, but his whole thing is like, he comes off like the guy who will lick his fucking wounds and keep grinding. Everyone's got a breaking point, man. I guess. It's I mean, just, you, you got to think he, about it. He literally, I mean, they don't say a number, but in my estimation, in 1988 money, he lost millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Just yeah. gone. You know, and, and again, his wife, you know, like like what, what what Brian says about his wife early when they meet, when they reconcile in Jamaica, when he's like, there's my miracle, and he points over to Kerry. Mm-hmm. And Brian says something to the effect of, and I don't remember the exact line, but it's something to the effect of, "Oh, what Pocahontas over there waiting for all the guys to 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 come get her or something to that effect." And he goes, "How dare you speak mm-hmm. that way about my wife?" Like, I mean, you know, he—that's what she really was. You know, that's who that 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 character is. Yeah, you know, and even and it's proven even more right before you find out Doug killed himself. I mean, that's the other thing you want to add to why he might have done it. There's part of him that probably thought that Brian went off and fucked his wife. The mm-hmm. last time he sees anybody, Doug, before he wakes mm-hmm. up and does that to himself, it's Carrie and Brian in the boat with him. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, they're both gone. And so is his car, technically. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. That is a good point. Now, he writes the letter, which kind of counters my, my point a little bit. Right. But... But it was his way of maybe it was just that fifty year old fucking scotch that really like put him to the edge. The like Louis there's Trey. gotta be a lip the Louis Trey, yeah. yeah. It's like forty nine, you know, you, you know, forty nine years less suicidal. Fifty years <laughs> no, you will I, I, kill I don't, yourself I, after drinking this. I don't think that had anything to do with it, but okay. That is a that was a good fucking line though, where it's like it's been it's been dead it's it's been uh Stopped up fifty years. It doesn't. It, it can't breathe. It's dead. I thought that was a great fucking line. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great line. No, he has a bunch of great lines in that movie. Despite there's a bunch think, of great lines. I love Coglin's laws. You know, and that was the other thing that that was the other thing that was grating is they pronounced that name differently in both ways. When he when when he does it, when Doug does it, he pronounces Coughlin. No, he doesn't. He always says Coglin. It's always Coglin. No, 
No, no I, I'm, I I'm right this time. It's Cogley. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I've watched this no, movie more. I've okay. How many times have you watched this movie in the last fifteen years? Once. Okay. Sorry, I'm win. No, that's bullshit. I, you can't fucking say that bullshit. I, I, you know, we'll let Jade break the tie on this because I was listening to it. I kept hearing Coughlin and Coughlin. You then you heard incorrectly. He never said Coughlin. Not once. Not yeah, once it, did he say Coughlin. Nobody it wasn't said just Coughlin. Him. It, yes, they do. No, they don't. I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me that they do it. It doesn't. I happen. know I'm not. I'm going to, but I'm going to keep saying it on the record. And I'm going to tell on the record that you're incorrect because you're wrong. Okay. Well, all right. Well, coming from somebody who fucking mispronounces half the fucking words. Sure. Go ahead. I see. All right. Anyways, dude, I, it, it kind of, for me, just became a fucking clusterfuck of a movie. Like it, the whole fucking romance with fucking uh, Daniel Russo's girlfriend, I just fucking... Actually, I thought that I he ended up in the right spot there. He ended up in the right spot out of pure fucking dumb luck, and he almost ruined it numerous fucking times. The only, the only reason he had a happy ending is sheer fucking dumb luck. He bullied his way through every situation. He bullied his way through the fucking house. She, they were awful to each other. She fucking lied to him despite her fucking reasonings. Like, I didn't want you to know I was rich. You know what? All I found out was that you fucking lied to me and he lied to her. Like, he cheated on her. Like, they really honestly shouldn't be together. The whole fucking thing, just like everybody sucks in this movie. All right. And, and which is surprising because Tom Cruise was really strong. Like, his character was really strong the first half of the film. And then I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is what happens when you work in a fucking bar. You become an asshole. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at some of the people that, that were up for some of these roles in this movie, and it's like, what the fuck? I mean, that, that I, I will acknowledge that the people that were cast in the movie were fine for the characters. Yeah, do you want to hear some of the other choices that were potential for... Sure. For, 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 these are for Brian. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go in the least to most likely order. For, so this is not okay. the orders written in. Jeff Bridges? No. Doug, maybe, but not not Brian. Uh, not Jeff Bridges, the age that he was in 88, Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, but he's still not I mean, Brian. I mean, yeah, I don't really see it. Bill Murray. As Doug, for sure. Not Brian, yeah. No. Uh, Tom Hanks. Mm, I can kind of see that. He's too good. He's a, too much of a good guy. Like, he's known for being a good guy. If he was playing it similar to A League of Their Own, Tom Hanks. That's true. That's true. Uh, Rob Lowe. Maybe. I'll give you Rob Lowe. Maybe. I could actually see Rob Lowe. Whether it be good is, is another thing. Sure, but sure. I can see Rob uh, Lowe doing it. Travolta. Yeah, unfortunately, I can see Travolta doing that. Doing Brian's role? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is the one I see the most. And then it's Keanu. Yeah. Yeah, Keanu, Ke- Keanu totally could have done it. I see Keanu yeah. being able to do it. The reason that Keanu didn't do it was because he was he was tied up doing Bill and Ted. Okay. Bill Murray was busy shooting Scrooge. And he was awful for the fucking character, but yeah, I'm well, with but you. I'm just saying. And then and then right. Tom Hanks was uh, busy um, because because of big. Yeah. 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 Which. 
he fucking chose the right role. Yeah, for sure. I I know. I agree. I I agree that maybe it's hard for me to see it because I've seen it so many times. With anyone else? Like Matthew Broderick's another name. I'm just seeing that one. Maybe I could I could get behind. I I don't think Matthew Broderick's, especially back then, had the arrogance. Ted McGinley. Tom, no. I can see someone like Charlie Sheen or Emilio. Yeah, yeah. I'll they, give you that. They, they, yeah, you have to have kind of some of that darkness to play that role. If you were doing this in the 90s, Affleck, Affleck going back to Tender Bar briefly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, it would have been it would have been Affleck or Pitt, probably, in the 90s. Could it, Probably would have been Leo. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you were making this movie now, it would be Jared Leto, and it would be awful. You know who I, I know I keep going back to this well, but just because I think I do think he's a I think he's a well-rounded actor and can do like these weird roles and then the more serious. But I think Tom Holland could have done it. I mean, based on watching Tom Holland do the whole fucking flippy flip bullshit in Uncharted. I didn't see Uncharted, do- so I can't. Yeah, he's a he does the whole kind of fucking mixology bullshit as a bartender uh, for like a brief scene in Uncharted. And I mean, I, I don't I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I think I think that would happen. Like, Sony would fucking try and make a remake of Cocktail. They'd make Tom Holland do it. If you did if you did a remake, now, I wouldn't want a remake per se, but I would want like a, like a, almost like a sequel. But hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. Where you now have Tom Cruise in the, in the Doug role, right? Okay, so... And then you have like Tom Holland or like a, a Miles Teller or somebody of that, you know, someone of that, you know, in that realm, yeah. in the in the Brian role, you you want Cocktail Maverick? I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's not a Heather Graham was up for for no, no, no. This is what you call it. You call it Cocktail Cuba Libre. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, did uh, Heather Graham was up for um Jordan? I could see that. Yeah. Wow, that's early. Oh, it's really way early. Heather Graham was doing. I didn't know Heather Graham was doing anything. You know, pre Spy Who Shagged. Well, I guess she was doing Boogie Nights. That came out in the early nineties. By the way, like I 90. definitely want. I definitely want to have. And this movie is the one that's inspired this. But I've never, I've never had the guts to go through with it. But I do. I will do it before. It's like I've said to you before, I don't have a bucket list thing. But this is one of the few um, things that, if I were to have one, it would, it would be on there. I want to have a red eye. I want to try a red eye. Oh, once. the the. It looked like a fucking Bloody Mary with a goddamn egg in it. Well, it's beer. It's beer, vodka, and there's no beer in a Bloody Mary. I've had Bloody Marys. Oh. It, it's tomato juice. It's tomato juice, one ounce of vodka, a six ounce, lo- and it has to be a lager style beer because I've looked it up, and then, a, and then a cracked egg. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, I'll probably drink it, but I, I mean, it, it didn't look that appetizing to me personally. And it's like, well, maybe, Doug, maybe you won't look and feel this way if you weren't having your breakfast be this shit. Have you tried some fucking eggs and yeah, well, sausages, motherfucker? <laughs> like, have you tried Honey Nut Cheerios? It's actually really good. Well, I mean, I mean, fucking Brian's eating pepperoni pizza, you know, for breakfast. Which I was yelling at the two, like, bro, grab a fucking oven mitt. What are you doing? Well, yeah, of course you are. Um, what do you think you are, Ron? Just <laughs> grabbing a fucking hot-ass pizza with one hand? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um this 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 piece of information is strictly for Jay. So just hit, let me let me get this out there. All right, Jay, this is for you. On the Gold Coast in Queensland, 
There's a real-life multi-level nightclub called Cocktails and Dreams, which is named after the bar in the movie. So I and I know I bring that up because I know that J, that JoJo and Kai have gone up to. They just came back from Gold Coast for Christmas, so they go up there all the time. So Jay, you need to go with them and check out Cocktails and Dreams. Jay, you need to fucking book a seven hundred dollar Uber. It's it's a you have fuck, to fly. It's a flight. You have to fly. Okay, you need to get a flight and fucking go to fucking Cocktails and Dreams. That was the other thing. It just as a a name standpoint, the cocktails and dreams. They should. They, they would have been great if they just had a, a sentence where they said, "You know what? Drop the and dreams. Just cocktail." Because that, I mean, just like the title. The title of the movie sounds good. The title of the movie cocktail sounds great for a movie. It would have been great for a bar. Cocktails and dreams is too wordy. It's too much. No, I, I, I don't. I, I, I have to disagree. I think it's fine. Uh, I, I, I get. I at least get where you're coming from with that one, but I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I just found a list of some names for uh, for Doug, if you want them. Sure. I, I listen. These are all much bigger names than, with all respect to to um, the the guy who played him. I don't have his name in front of me. I blanked. But Sydney, yeah, yeah, the guy that we're just not going to call Sydney. Yeah. Um, Dudley Moore. Sydney si- Auckland. That's his fucking name, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, D- Dudley Moore. Yeah. I can see that for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um <laughs> Michael Kane. Oh, so they're 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 establishing this is like it's definitely someone who's not American. Like this is gonna be someone who's Australian or British. No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So far it's two Brits. It is, but so yeah, that Michael Kane, Jesus. That would have been a young Michael Caine at the time. Uh, I'm probably around the same age bit. as that guy. I mean, because you you got to figure right. We we said to Brian's yeah. what about 22, 20, 22 to twenty four, right in that window, right? Yeah, I figure Doug's at most thirty five. I don't think he's much older than. I don't even think he's that old. I'd put him closer to thirty, honestly. But I'd say at most thirty five. I would say he's closer to forty. No, but that's I I, I don't opinion. think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he looks older. I think he looks older, visually speaking. But I think the character okay. is meant to be thirty to thirty-five. Okay. Um, Dustin Hoffman. I kind of like that. Fucking, you get, you get the the cocktail version of Rain Man. I'd watch that <laughs> shit. Um, and then Nicholson. Yeah, that would work. That really would work. I don't like any of them. I, I see Nicholson working, but I have a hard time believing he would cut his throat open. I don't buy I don't buy it as, as Nicholson playing the character. But you know what? The other the other faction is the fact that like you need to have someone who has to embellish some charm because let's face it, only one of those fuckers looks like Tom Cruise, which is why he's, you know, the young new hot kid. Yeah. I'm not saying anything against the actor who plays Doug. But he's no fucking Tom Cruise. So, but he, he's able to convey that kind of, you know, mature wisdom that's just the right amount of bullshit where he's, it's considered charming. He's a total fucking schmuck. But I think that's why Nicholson would have worked because Nicholson would have been like, like if Nicholson looked you dead in your, dead in your eye and said, let me tell you, the sky is fucking green and here's why. <laughs> you would be like, 
I know it's blue, but I'm going to listen to your logic because it might be found. I don't know. It could be green. Maybe I'm colorblind. Here's Maybe a, what I thought was blue is green this whole time. Here's another name that you for uh, for Brian that you might have liked. This one I think you'd be all over. Keaton. Mm-hmm. Ke- 88 Keaton? Yeah. 88 Keaton. Yeah. Here, Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, okay, so 88 Keaton, I think, looked... I, I think he's roughly the same age as Cruz, maybe a little older, but around 88, he... Shit. But I'm, he's, I'm, he's I'm always looked older than his one. actual age. I mean, that's just a thing Keaton's always been. Like, Keaton looks older than he is in a lot of ways. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm not, I'm not, I was, I know you were expecting me to be like, ooh, you fucking Keaton seals, but no, it, it, it didn't, it didn't wow me. I, I like the Nicholson one more because I think I'm looking at it as more like you need a mentor, like you need a color of money type kind of situation. No, you, you do, know? you do, and and in that movie, and we'll, we'll eventually, I'm sure, talk about that. Ryan Newman, I think, plays that role really well. But it's what, a, but in this film, what did you call him? Or, or um, um, yeah, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, sorry. Um, Got it. In in this film, I think you need a younger mentor like he's older than brian that's why i put him between 30 and 35 he's got about 10 years on it's like you and me in terms of age i'm not talking about me being your mentor but i'm saying from like an age gap perspective you know what i mean like i think i think you need that kind of age gap in because of the environment with it being bars and drinking like you can't have you know 23 year old brian and 60 year old doug like you, you can't, or even forty or fifty-five, fifty-year-old dog. You know, what I mean, like I just I mean, don't think I don't. I'm trying, think to, I'm trying to think if it was 1988. Jack Nicholson would have been forty. You know, shit, he might have been fifty. Yeah, I think he would have been okay. fifty. Yeah, because I think he was fifty. Wow, yeah. 1988, he would have been fifty. Yeah, no, I'll double check. I'm checking now, but I'm pretty sure you're right. No, I'm. I, I think I think I'm right because I think he was born in like 37. Or he's, no, I think he's the same year as Ron. I think we looked this up before, but I'm checking now. I I think he's the year before Ron, but he's 37. It, so he would in 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 88 he would have been 51. Yeah. Depend. Okay. Well, it came out. It came out in 88. So let's, presumably he would have been 50 when they were shooting it. Yeah. He looked good for 50. Oh, for sure. I mean. He, he, you know, Nicholson at fifty is about what the fucking guy who played Doug, you know, at thirty-five. They, they almost look like they're the same age. But just by comparison, I'm pulling it up now. Here, give me a second. Brian Brown, who plays Doug, I think it's like forty. It's like born in forty-seven or something. Uh, yeah. So he would have been. So he would have been. He was forty at the time he, he made 41, the movie. Yeah. I still think he was meant to play a younger character. But you know that that aside, you know. And Jack certainly looked fifty because I remember when he was in—he's in Batman the year later, mm-hmm. and he looks fifty. Like I think he looks too old for that role. He's more—he's more Jordan's dad than he is Doug. What a piece of shit that guy is. Well, that, that the character is a terrible person, but I'm saying in terms of like you know, visually. when I'm saying piece of shits, I mean, look, if I ever criticize an actor, you'll know it. Whenever Fair I'm enough. like that guy sucks, I'm like, well, the character sucks. Yeah, I really try to like. There are a few exceptions, obviously, but whenever I'm trashing someone who's an actor acting their craft, oh, yeah. it's it's you know, it's very specific. Um like I said, like I think Tom Cruise fucking 
did the best he could. But even he was like, he. There's a quote that he says, like, yeah, yeah, cocktail is not the crown jewel of my performances or something. I saw that, and what, which is really kind of, I kind of, I, I, I'm, I'm slightly. I mean, it's his career, so he's entitled to say whatever he wants about it. But, but I would, I would argue that this is better than Days of Thunder in terms of his performance. I would and I performances. I, I would probably agree in terms of overall. I think Days of Thunder film. was more successful, probably sure, but yeah. but I but here's the other thing. And Days of Thunder is a great movie. I like that movie. You know, I like that movie. I have a copy, but mm-hmm. I would say Cocktail is a better movie of between the two. Days of Thunder been, might have been more successful in the box office. That's fine, but that doesn't make it a better <clears throat> movie. We've seen that a hundred times. I need to rewatch Days of Thunder. I don't have a I don't have a real opinion right now. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm I, I would argue I would argue it, that what, what saves is, Days of Thunder is is um Carl Hagen. Rooker? What? Robert Duvall. Oh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah, he he's what saves. I mean, Rooker's fine, but 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 Duvall's what saves that movie personally. Is I mean, like my go-to for like a good cruise film is like Rain Man. Like yeah, I mean, and and for me, and listen, especially in performance level. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm going like if I'm going strictly performance. As much as I like this movie, I'm going like Last Samurai. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I fucking love the Last Samurai. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's really good in that movie. Oh he, yeah, he's 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 strong in Last Samurai. You know, um, I mean, there's there's plenty of better performance movies he's done. I understand. I don't expect sure. this. I don't expect this to be his crown jewel. I'm not. I don't think it is. But I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think it's. I, I feel like that statement really puts it low on the ladder for him, and I I don't think it's that low. I think he's done worse. I I, I thought Vanilla Sky was not great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think his performance was good. I think the movie was not very good. In which which one? Vanilla Sky. Okay, I, Magnolia. I I didn't think was fantastic. I'm not the biggest fucking Anderson fan. I th- I like, think this is better. I mean, may- I maybe his performance is better in it, but I think this is better than Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I would say this is probably better than Risky Business. I'll, I I've never seen it, so I can't speak to it. But yeah, it, it it's almost. You know what? It wouldn't be a big fucking leap of Risky Business being a prequel to Cocktail. To be perfectly honest. Okay. I'll, I'll take you on that. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can't say, but I won't. I can't argue it either. You know, right? You know, I. I don't think um, Top Gun. I don't think the first Top Gun is a great performance. It's a fun popcorn movie, and if you were born in the '80s, it's got some nostalgia for you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's some fantastic piece of cinema. I never did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But is it something? Shit. Is it something that I truly love and enjoy? Absolutely. But it's not for any. <laughs> it's not because of its excellence. You know? Shit. I mean, it, it doesn't. Half of his movies don't compare to like Jerry Maguire. Sure, in my yeah, opinion. no, Jerry Jerry's right up there with um with Samurai. Sure, I would say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so he, he he, I'm not saying that this is his best thing or it's the best thing he's ever done, but I think it, I think that making a statement like that discredits it more than it deserves. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Mm. Well, I mean, it's his filmography. He would know. I mean. It'd be more interesting to hear what he considers his, you know. Uh, yeah, I'd be. It's probably it's probably something. It's probably something fucking uh, L. Ron Hubbard would, produced. Oh, I don't. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, "Oh, me playing in Tropic Thunder was like the best performance." I, I, if he said something outlandish like that, where he played the movie producer in Tropic Thunder, you I remember that. I've seen it once, but yeah, I kind of remember. I, I, I've heard, I've heard rumor that he really likes his. He, he really thinks highly of um. 
it's not called this, but I can't remember what it's called, but Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard he really likes it. He's, and he's also a big fan of Collateral. Collateral's good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the few where I'm like, wow, Tom Cruise as a villain is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You should do that more. Yeah. And, and in some cases, in some ways, he like even in Samurai, to a degree, he's a bit of a villain in the beginning. And then by the end of it, you know, and we'll see. It's the Dances with Wolves motif, you know, oh, yeah. you start out like, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, uh, the only good review I've heard of Avatar 2 is from my brother Joel, by the way. I'm going to refrain from commenting. <laughs> Dude, he walked out. Like, I saw him at work last night. He he passed by the box office to tell me he's little. He's like, dude, I loved it. He's like, I loved it way more than the first one. And I liked the first one, but it wasn't amazing. He's like, this, he's like, I really, really, really like it. And I was like, Joel, you don't like anything. <laughs> Which is true. Like, every time, like, I'm like, hey, man, check out this movie. He's like, meh, it's not bad. Well, it's not, it's okay. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I saw, I saw, uh, I try not to go off on a whole thing here, but because um, you know I'm a big fan of Avatar, the Airbender Avatar, mm, right? Um, the I, I'm not in, I'm not sharing this perspective, but a lot of people in the community, the fans, because it's got a strong fan base, and oh, I'm aware the the fan base is very much up in arms because it's something got leaked that apparently in the third Avatar they're going to find another tribe of Navi that have fire powers. Instead of water, like their whole thing's fire instead of water, in the third one, and <laughs> and they're God. like, "Fuck you for stealing this like concept from Airbender." They're they're really angry about it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really give a fuck about either mythology, but I understand like that that would be like if Star Trek introduced lightsabers. You know what I mean, like. Oh, well, they're not lightsabers, they're plasma sword. It's like, you know, you fucking owe George Lucas a check, motherfucker. Like, yeah, no, I to- I totally get it. Yeah. Um I won't lie, dude. I'm I'm running out of things to say and my throat no, is No, I, I, no, I no, I think we've said what we need to say about this. I'm fine with that. Um I think we've said what we need to say about all. Of them. Uh my question for you is because it became very clear on New Year's that you no longer like our, our closing game, so are we are we retiring that after half a, after three months or whatever? Yeah, you know, dude, I I think once in a blue moon is sort of how I wanna do it. All right. How how about this? I think it's more fun if there's another guest. When it's just me doing math, it's not fun. If we have someone else who gets to suffer with me, then I'm all for it. Well, we couldn't have done it for Tender Bar anyway, because apparently there's no numbers at all. It's just subscriptions. Yeah, I guess, well, I guess so. I guess that would be the case, right? Since they never had any, right. yeah, that makes sense. You could still probably put the budget in here, but they didn't do that even. Um, I'm, I think I'm, George Clooney just went to a bar in fucking, like, you I, know, Long I want, Island. I'm going to ask you to do Cocktail just because I, I want you to try okay. that one. But that's it. That's the only one I'm going to ask you to do. Okay, for cocktail. All right, now remind me. Give me, give me some leeway here. Yeah, of course. I always try to give you some. What's up? W- was was Tom Tom Cruise was we because we've had this argument. Is Tom Cruise like a fucking movie star at, at the time of cocktail? He's really breaking out at that point. I think I think Days of Thunder's right around there. Uh, he's done risky business. You know, like he, he did he, color of money, and he's he's done color of money. He's done Top Gun at this point. Like he's. Yeah, he's I mean, about to do Rain Man. Okay, um, 
I'm going to say the budget is 10 million higher. Uh, 23 million. I'll give it to you. 20. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. For 88. I mean, because they, I think, I, I believe they did shoot like in Jamaica at one point. They did, right? but like, not much. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. That's a lot of portion of Jamaica too. But it, I think they did it in like three days. They, like they did it all like real mm. fast. Like it was a quick turnaround. Okay. Um, did it bomb? No. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I thought you had swallowed. No, it's okay. But no. Um, this is actually why that, it, because it didn't bomb is exactly why I wanted you to do this. Right. It didn't bomb, but I don't think it was. I don't think it made all the monies. So I'm gonna say sixty-five million higher. Oh fuck! I told you. Uh, all right, hundred million higher. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you. Jay, did you fucking make this movie? <laughs> this is what this successful? is. This is exactly why I wanted to do this one with you. Like maybe you know what we'll do. Like maybe not once in a blue moon, but when we have them like this, that's you know, which might still be once in a blue moon. But you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's fine. Every episode, it's like oh fuck. Um. 150? Higher. Like like 200? No, lower. Okay, all right, so like 180. I'm I'm no we're going to stop because I I'm, I'm I've, I've guessed five fucking yeah, times. One point you're going to just let me do it till I get it. 1715. That fucking movie made 171.5 million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> That is that is the most lucrative fucking thing I've ever heard. I mean, in it, it's not exactly the same gap, but Cocktail did pretty, or uh, Coyote did similarly well. You could have spent, guys, every motherfucker who went and paid this much money to go see these fucking movies. You could have gone to a bar. I, I'm not going to make you play the game. I'm just going to tell you because I want you to hear it. Okay. But I'm not going to make you play the game. 45 for the budget for Coyote. For Coyote? Okay. 113.9. That, 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 it's not as drastic, but it's still... It's not as drastic and it's different. It's 10, roughly 10 years later. No, it's 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 almost, it's 16 years. Oh, no, 12. It's 12 years later. So, yeah, about 10. It's, yeah. Wow. I guess there's more to say that people would rather look at Tom Cruise than a bunch of women on a bar. Well, yeah. I mean, and one of the things I'll say about Coyote that we didn't talk about very quickly is that I watched the unrated, unedited, or, or un, unrated, un, uh, extended cut, and uh, mm -hmm. they certainly focused on the much more on the the tits and ass throughout all of it. Which thing? I mean, you know what? I'm kind of glad I didn't watch that version because I'm at this point where I'm like, you know me, I love a good set of titties, I love a good fucking ass, but like, it, to have it in my movie, like, in my face. Like, I'll tell you that you get a whole sex scene with Kevin and, 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 uh, Violet that we don't get. You also, you see her change outfits like three or four times and she's running around in her underwear doing it. Like, and then, and then the shopping scene is extended, the one with, uh, Cammy when they send her to get clothes for the bar. Mm. much more extended, much more her trying different shit on, and, and you see her walk again, walking around in her underwear. And then the last thing I'll tell you about is the softball. Remember the softball thing where they play softball no. against the other bar? Coyote Ugly plays against Oh, yeah, for like a brief second. Yeah, It's that. an ex it's almost a five-minute scene. And and Cammy bats in her underwear. I mean, I don't... <laughs> 
out of all uh, all the women, with the exception of Melanie Linsky, I, I found Cammy the most attractive. Uh, but even after the the fifteenth under shot of her up her skirt kind of thing, where like you just clearly see her bubble butt, I was like, Jesus Christ, guys! Like, will <laughs> you raise the fucking camera? And I, I think I'm just too much. I'm too old. And I'm too much of a fucking feminist, and I'm just too tired. I'm just like, oh, let's see if we could try already, and see this. You already an old married man? Is that what you're telling me? No, I was I was feeling like this fucking ten years ago, man. I was tired of just like, let's see if we can see this actress's butthole through her fucking skirt. Like I'm so tired of it. <laughs> and Anne Hayes's butthole. Look, I've seen Anne Hayes's butthole. I, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, it like, looked like it. It looked like a bubble. Like it's all shriveled up now. But that's a different conversation. Oh man, she's dead, isn't she? Yes, that's she so is. Weird. Yeah, that's so. Weird. She, I don't know if, she, if it's. She died in a fire too. So like, yeah, it was a car. It was a car that caught on fire. But I remember. But it, it, I mean, they should have just kept going and just cremate her. They didn't have to fucking bury her half. Oh, I, I don't know what they. I don't know. I don't know if she was buried. I honestly don't know. You don't. But. You don't. You don't cook bacon halfway. That's how you get fucking poisoned. That's just good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Barkeep. Let's go. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the damn it, our very own post-credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at RanceRico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Podeskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9pm to midnight-ish, and Saturday from 10pm to midnight-ish, Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potescu. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. All right, uh, listen up, ladies. The bidding will start at $25 for one night only. You get this, pure bread.